Do what you're going to do, B. Like, have the time of your life. Play the 10 best records out. I'm going to take the same 10 records, and I'm going to play them the way they were supposed to be played. You're going to learn today. Today. Yeah. Yeah. Protégé Beats. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Frank Vinatra, man. Turn up. Turn up. I do want to bone with my niggas. Yeah. I'm going to stay at all to the ceiling. Yeah. I do want to bone with my niggas. Yeah. I'm going to stay at all to the ceiling. Yeah. I do want to bone with my niggas. Yeah. I'm going to stay at all to the ceiling. Yeah. I do want to bone with my niggas. DJ Frank Vinatra. Hey everybody, this podcast is featuring my pal DJ Frank Vinatra. You can find his website and all his information at um, thisisfrankvinatra.com and you will get to know him from the conversation. He is a club DJ who's worked with artists such as Cardinal, Tory Lanez, French Montana... Yo Gotti, Wu-Tang Clan, Beanie Man, Egyptian, just to name a few, and he's just a great uh, club DJ that um, made a lot of party nights for me, and some of you guys too, you know who I'm talking about, um, we talked a lot about music, what makes an artist, what makes a popular song, how he got started in DJing. Whether he gets nervous still. Um, and we talked a little bit about politics at the end because such is the climate today. You can't have a conversation without talking about Trump. So here it is DJ Frank Vinatra. Mr. Derek Vienhoff, who's better known as Deke. Drinking liquor with DJ Deke, we out laughing. Yeah, Deke. Check, check, one, two, three, yeah. Yeah, be comfortable, but, you know, these mics are not too... I'll see if I can slide to the left. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, left, probably my whole left. kitchen's on a slant, too. <laughs> you know, third floor, just, old just building. Just sit here and just start rolling down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So welcome to the podcast, Vic, uh, a.k.a. Uh, DJ Frank Vinatra. Thanks for having me, man. A.k.a., though, DJ Victorious. Which yeah, is, that's, I don't know if you don't that. want people saying that name anymore. Uh, kind of like keep it in the past. I don't, eh, it doesn't really matter, you know. People still call you that. Like, people who knew me from when I first started and got out there. They yeah. still call me. I do yeah. gigs, and they're like, "Yo, Victorious." I'm like, "Right." And they're like, "I meant Frank Vinatra." I'm sorry, yeah. Sorry, my bad. Like, bro. if I were to say to someone, "I'm going to do a podcast with you," or someone say, "Oh, DJ Victorious." Yeah. Man. Depends what era. That's what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Not to me, it doesn't really bother. Like, I remember uh, a guy I was working with, like one of my managers. He used to get pissed mm. when people say they'd be like, "Yo, that's not him anymore. Don't say not it. him." To me, I'm just like, whatever, man. They, they were there from day one, so yeah, they yeah. know. Well, whatever. It's like when anybody changes their name, right? So, yeah. So, it's no, cool. it's it's like Sazy, too. You know, yeah, I didn't, even, eras. I didn't even know. Like, So I searched him one day, S-E-S-E, because mm-hmm. that's the Sazy I know. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know he changed it to the S-A-Y-Z-E-E. Mm-hmm. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. 
Okay, cool. Yep. That's that's the problem. And then a lot of people change their name. I just changed my name, too. And then there's a lot of uh, guys around here, rap artists, that have, keep changing their names. You have to sometimes. Sometimes. Man. It's hard to pick the... It's, it's hard. Really hard Even, to. hey, Nas was Nasty Nas. For, like, how long, right? A while, I guess, before my time. But yeah. still, no, uh, like, all I, these guys. I changed, like, I was just getting, when I was doing it, like, when I was still up here and then my name was Victorious, mm-hmm. um, Chief Keef's DJ was also Victorious. Mm. And, like, he was blown to a level of, you know what I mean? Like, Rick Ross ended up signing him and everything like that. Right, right, right. That's a common word. Victorious is like a... So there was, like, times on my fan page. They'd be like, yo, you killed it in Chicago. And I was like, I wasn't in Chicago. Thanks. Thanks. You just take the credit. Yeah. And then I remember I had... When it really clicked into my head that I needed to change my name, there's one girl message on. She's like, yo, you guys even look alike. I was like, okay. Sinatra. Yeah. The black Sinatra. That's essentially what it is. Right, so nice. that's that's what I did. Like my middle name's Franklin, so then okay, so fitting. That's where I got the Frank from, mm-hmm. and then like um, I have a lot of Italian family, and I grew up with, like a lot of Italian people. So I mm-hmm. guess that's where the Vinatra. But actually, how it really came about was like I just like Frank Sinatra. He was a great entertainer, yeah. Yeah. and to myself, I just like I just want to be like a great entertainer. So I just took the S off, threw the V on for Vic, and then yeah, there just, you go. Just roll with it. I like it. Yeah, just roll. And, and a lot of people, that's what I mean. Like a lot of people heard it and they were like, "Yo, I actually like it. It rolls." And the the graphic or the monogram you have for your for your laptop and everything, your logo is sick too. It's oh yeah, nice it took a while till I got that man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I tested out so many different logos and yeah. stuff until I finally was just like, okay, let's it fits one. the style. It's like it's party, but it's kind of uh, classy. Yeah, too. and that, that's a, that's what I was kind of going for. You know what yeah, I mean? It's yeah, like yeah. not too much party party, but at the same time, like. I can turn up, but at the same time, I can do it in a suit. Yeah, you didn't want, like, electric shocks coming <laughs> yeah. out of it and stuff, like, something like that. It's true, man. It's so um, true. What is the most recent stuff you're doing? And any You have radio spots right now, right? Yeah, so um, I do once every, like, long weekend. I do WBOK at 93.7. Mm-hmm. So I'm fortunate to do that because, like, being a Canadian on a major American airwave, right? Like, yeah. Do you go I, right in the studio and do it? Sometimes I do. Sometimes, depending on like how my schedule you is, you could do work a mobile thing. I'll just do it at home. Oh, nice. Or sometimes I'll pre-record it and send it over. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But um, just an opportunity to be able to do that, man. It's like, amazing. It's, it's sick. Like, yeah. I, and how I, like I met Big Rob, who's the one who got me to do that, just off of like mutual friends and. And he's the host from the. From yeah, the he's one, okay. and he was just like he was doing a gig in Toronto one night and. Because, like, if you don't have a work permit, you can't bring certain equipment over right. just because you don't want to yeah. get that stuff done, right? So, yeah. he needed equipment, and the closest person was me, and somebody that he knew knew me, hit me up, and was just like, yo, can you hound him up? And at first, I was skeptical, because I'm like, I don't know who you are. You're from the States. You can, like, use my shit and then head back to the States, yeah. and then, like, I don't... Never see you again. Never see you again, <laughs> right? But, like, the guy who messaged me was, like, a good friend, so I was like, all right, I'm trusting you. So, mm. if he goes right my shit, I'm coming after you, right? <laughs> yeah. But, no, nah, ended up going out. We met, like... The next day, he dropped it back. We went out for lunch and just sh- sh- shit, talked about it in a bit, and then had a relationship ever since then. And he just gave me those opportunities, right? So, isn't it crazy how those things work? Where it's who you know, and it's sometimes those, even those who you knows that got you the gig, you got them from some weird thing yeah, too. Right? Like, there's all these paths so that you can go down networking that just. So, like, you can try really hard to network sometimes, and it doesn't really yeah. work, but if you just kind of go with the flow and just and be I, nice to people and make connections. That's what I mean. I like those connections better. Like, just, you know, you're not actually looking for something for someone, but it just Make kinda, a real connection yeah, first. Yeah, it kind of genuinely just yeah. happened, right? You yeah. guys just, like, attract each other. Like, how do we meet? Like, just at events and all that yeah. kind of stuff and just talking to shit, shooting shit about music and yeah, all that? Yeah, yeah. I would just come to your to your gigs and yeah. you did cachet and stuff like And then that. that's it. And then from there, right? That's okay. what I mean. So, like, genuine hookups like that and all that yeah. kind of stuff is like... 
even Sazy. I met Sazy just by going to one of his shows mm-hmm. and then just meeting him at the barbershop because of AWOL and mm-hmm. then cash in and all that kind of stuff, right? So yeah. I like genuine conversation. I mean, not conversation, but connections. Connections like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so how did you get into DJing? Where, was it a real young age? or? I've been into music for a young mm-hmm. age. Like since when I was three years old, I used to sing like church choirs, all that kind of stuff. And, like typical, you know, black person grew up with a black mom. Okay. In church. Like gospel kind of church? Yeah, or? gospel okay. church, you know, Baptist celebration, all that kind of stuff, right? But you're, you're born uh, out of country or here? No, I was born in Toronto. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so church born, in Toronto. Yeah, so born, born in Toronto. Um, yeah, my mom used to be like, they used to have local bands. So I used to be singing the choir, uh, sing with my mom. I used to play the drums for church choir. And then, um, when I moved out to Newmarket for a bit, and when I was in Newmarket, I met a lady who's actually like, I call her like my white mom now. Mm. She's been there since I was little. Her husband at the time had his own band, and he knew that I sang. And one, So I remember they did like Fox and Fiddles, like those little pubs and those kind of stuff, right? Okay. And then he used to bring me out. I'm like this little six-year-old, seven-year-old at like a grown man bar singing to people yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So, right? <laughs> so I did all that kind of stuff when I was little, but I never took music seriously. I was more of a sports guy. So mm. when I got hard into like football and basketball, I was just like, yeah, music was kind of like. And whatever. then it just came back around for you at some point? Yeah, it came back. University, man. Like, um, Did you I, pick up gear and start messing around? That's kind of like when I was younger, me and my cousin, we used to just play around. Like his dad had turntables. Like, so I used to play around on the turntables and he used to be the rapper. And like, we just did it for the hell of it, just yeah. as little boys, right? Yeah. And we never really took it seriously. It's kind of funny. He raps now, and like I DJ, so it's kind of weird how everything just came. That's out like Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, the drummer, yeah. and Eddie Van Halen, the guitar player. They used to play each other's instruments when they would leave for like their paper route or whatever. <laughs> so go. then they ended up in the band. Like <laughs> that's oh, kind of the same thing. Like it just came around full circle, and then like uh, now, first year university, uh, went to Brock for basketball actually, and then basketball didn't really work out for me. So I was kind of like, you know, I'm here at school. And at the same time, I was just like, I think it was just always in the back of my head that I wanted to still do music. You could feel it. Yeah. Like, it, it was just there, right? Like, yeah. even through high school, I used to be part of a rap group, mm-hmm. like, whatever, trying yeah. to become a rapper, all yeah. this kind of stupid crap, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and never really actually went through with it. But, like, so music always was there in some way, some form, somehow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, like, 19 years old, first year of university, I was just like, yo, I want to get back into music. And then all my uncles around me DJed. I grew up with a whole bunch of uncles and they, they DJed. Oh, and there you go. So I kind of turned to my mom. I think when I just turned to my mom, I was like, I think I want to DJ. And my mom was like, oh, okay. Makes sense. Cool, sure. Nice. Why not? And so I uh, had extra money left over from like scholarships and everything from my first year of university. Bought my first set of turntables and all that. And Ooh, so you started on the raw, the, yeah, the, the raw, raw format, the raw. turntable. I always vinyl. used to collect vinyl. My mom collected vinyl. I collected vinyl. So I always had crates of vinyl at home. And then I was just like, you know what? If I'm going to start, I might as well start from the essence of it, where it actually began, and then move my way up there. Yeah. Like I started. I didn't. With, I started with the digital. Yeah. The, well, I had Serato too, right? But uh-huh. so I started with Serato, but at the same time, I was like, I just I want to learn. Like, yeah. I just, yeah. You want to know the history of it and the, yeah. yeah, the origins of right? it. And then yeah, that's how it became. And then now I'm, guess I'm doing my thing. Yeah, man, you man. are doing your thing. Can't complain, man. I always used to say like when we'd go see you, it, it was always the. Just the craziest nights. I mean, you were there. Those you remember? Some tur- those are turned up nights. I'm like, turned up nights, man. And um, I always felt like the venues that I saw you at down there, like downtown St. Catherine, they, they couldn't hold you really. Like, they, you know, you seemed bigger than what was going on. Like, there were big parties. Don't yeah. get me wrong. They were packed, like, yeah. to the brim, like, summertime, everybody having a good time, like, of nuts. Yeah. You on the mic and everything, like, shouting people out, different, like, craziness. Mm-hmm. But 
I always still felt like there was just bigger room for you. You know what I mean? I appreciate that. Man. Yeah. I never really looked at it that way, right? You know, I was just kind of like having Oh, you fun. were a presence, man. Like, yeah. uh, <laughs> even just uh, being on the mic and DJing at the same time mm-hmm. is kind of weird. And it's hard for me even being yeah. a bit of a DJ now, too. Um, it's kind of like a drummer singing along to a song, song or something yeah. in a band. It's like... You know, like no, I doing more I, than one thing at a, t- at a I time. I think the way I got that is because I study a lot of New York DJs. Like, mm. that's like Kid Capri, Funk Flex, Clark Kang, Funk Flex, like all those OGs in they New York. They used to do that. Yeah, like, yeah. that's like the New York style of DJ. And mm. people tell me that all the time. Like, I've, do, I've done shows in like Toronto and stuff, and legit, they'll be like, yo, you're from New York, man? Like, <laughs> I, like, funny, I had a conversation this morning with one of my buddies out of Toronto. And he's like, yo, I tell you this all the time. And he's from Brooklyn. And he tells me this all the time. He's like, yo, I don't know what your mom was doing or what the <laughs> hell was going on. But he's like, you are from New York. Like, your persona, everything. And I'm like, I don't. I've never been to New York. Not once in my life have I ever been to New York. So Could it just have been from the music, like you're saying, from I those guys that just see like, through to you? Like, somehow. even music itself. Like, I love Jay-Z. I love Big L. Mm-hmm. I love Nas. Like, New York, Joel Santana, Dipset, all those guys. That's some music I grew up on. Like, Gets you going the most. Method Man. Yeah. Like, I love New York hip hop to the death. Do you love playing it the most too? Like, does oh, yeah. it get you in the Hands groove down. the most? Hands down, yeah. right? Like nowadays, like even for the club, I'll play more like Atlanta trap music because sure. that's what's popping right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. But like, even if I'm at home or anything like today, I listen all the whole album of In My Lifetime, Volume One, like, and I'll listen to that regularly. Like every yeah. Monday, I always listen to Unreasonable Doubt by okay. Jay Z. Mm-hmm. I don't know why; it's just a thing by me. Like yeah. it's what I do, right? But I just love New York music, and yeah. I think. I think I just love New York culture as a whole, right? Like, just something about it's it. It's definitely the epicenter. Yeah, and and I've never been to New York. Not once. But, I mean, look at look at uh, European cultures and other... Vietnam or these different places even where they're, they have hip-hop scenes. Yeah. Well, think about it. They've Some of those kids that are growing... They're 16, 17, 18, doing graffiti, do, doing... Like, don't... You know, yeah. who, if you think Europe doesn't have a crazy graffiti scene, you just haven't seen been the pictures. You like, haven't seen it. Been yeah, that's what I mean. So, right? it hip-hop... I mean, spread through the airwaves, oh, yeah. like to other cultures, and infuse sure. them, like for sure. Man. And I mean, we're not very far from New York, if you think. No, about not it. at all. Like, Buffalo technically is New York, right? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So, like, I've been to Buffalo, but like to say right. I've been like the inner city to go see like Brooklyn. Or Rick James is from Buffalo. There you go. I didn't even know that actually. He is. I never knew that. <laughs> Just a random fact that I know. I never Actually, knew that. Actually, I That's knew that because Sazy said it on an old Mufik track back in the day mm-hmm. uh, in his intro. And I always thought it was funny. He said something like, uh, he said, Rick James ran a train on your mom. He said, I don't know. It could be possible. He's only from Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Sazy is the most... Savage dude. That I, uh, He's a wild man. Listen, how I got put on to Sazy was I was at school and one of my boys, we were in the study room. Uh, you, Joey, you remember Joey? Uh, who? Joey. Shorter, darker guy. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah. He, we were in the study room together and he goes, yo, I need to show you this guy. <laughs> I was like, all right, bro. I was like, all right. I guess homework's stopping for now. Cool. Puts on... um. Shoot, I can't remember what song it was, but the video, he was standing in front of an Asian restaurant just eating noodles. Oh, it was uh, Everything's a Go. Yes. Yeah. Freestyle. Yeah. And like... I'll really always, had the dipset style going on. That's that what time. I mean, yeah. right? Yeah. And like the first... Like, I'll always remember he had a line and it was like, something, something on your girl every day, like a face mask. And yes. I was like, 
bro, why are you so disrespectful? I was like, <laughs> yeah, why, yeah, yeah. why? Whoa, hold on. And like, I remember just sitting there and like, yo, yo, rewind that back. Yeah. Rewind that back. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, who is this guy? And he and he's laughing because he's already done his research. And he's mm-hmm. laughing. And I'm like, yo, what's so funny? He's like, you want to know where he's from? I was like, where? Where are we right now? I'm like, St. Catharines? He's from St. Catharines. I'm like, that's not bullshitting me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, here I am, like, from Toronto, from Hamilton. Like, this is my first time even noticing St. Catharines and all that because of basketball yeah, yeah. and shit. And I'm like, and Catherine's has like rappers like this, right? Like, right. like you know, and I'm, I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. No, 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 way, but there's like, such a truth to that. You know what I mean? I was like, for real? Yeah. So I remember, and then that's how I ended up meeting. There was a show that he was doing with um, what's that guy? His name is Kid Something. Um, crap. Kid Ink? No, he's no. from Toronto. Uh, Kid Famous. Okay. Yeah, they used to go by the name Kid Famous. I think he just goes by Famous now. And Sadie was opening up for him, so we went to the show. It was that um. I think it's called like St. Paul Bar and Grill now, mm-hmm. but it used to be called City Place <laughs> City, or City, City Lights. Yeah, City Lights. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went there and I'm like, we're just in the crowd and this guy's just spitting bars after yeah, bars after yeah, bars after yeah, bars. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, what? what? Yeah, yeah. So I just remember, and it's kind of funny. I don't even know if Sazie remembered this, but he goes on and a DJ that was on couldn't get his CD to start playing. And I literally just walked out of the audience and went up to the DJ booth and then worked something and his CD ended up playing. Right. And it just went back down. And then. I remember like japping him up. I'm like, "Yo, what up? Cool, whatever." I gave him a business card, and Sazy was just like, "Yeah, whatever, bro." And just kind of, <laughs> yeah, just kind of seen did a his business thing. card before. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of did his thing, right? Yeah. But like, just hearing him, I was like, "Yo, this guy is dope." And then I heard YFRWN mm-hmm. and YFRWN endless too. amounts of material, yeah, just constantly. And, just, and like, he was just working, and like, yeah. I remember for that year or whatever, this man was dropping the video. All week, yeah, all like every week. He was video, literally video, doing video, that at one video, point, video, yeah, video, yeah, yeah. video. Yeah. And I was like, "Yo, this work ethic." And I think that's what drew me to him too, because mm. he had a stateside work ethic. No, no offense to like Canadian rappers, it's or different, Canadian rap, different style. The way ethic. he was working, yeah, that was an American work ethic, man. Mm-hmm. Like I don't even see Toronto guys do that stuff like that, mm-hmm. and they're when they're trying to get put on, like. Like they think yeah. they just put like a they can put one video up and then yeah no go on like their Twitter you and say stuff and then kinda... any any artist at that time that was trying to compete with Sazy couldn't compete yeah like you had to work twice as hard yeah definitely could not compete because like how are you gonna compete with that like you dropped a single and he just dropped a single three videos and a mixtape you know like mm-hmm. what well the work ethic kind of speaks to the what we were talking about before about uh, him standing out as a rapper from St Catharines mm-hmm. because yeah there's rappers from St Catharines. Um, but uh, you look at the gamut of them and there's some crazy talent, yeah. but a lot of them are, have, have it, throughout their rapping career, if you want to call it that, have been always trying to find their footing, whether it's mm-hmm. creative, creatively or, or work ethic wise yeah. or life get, gets in the way. There's different things that a lot of these guys went through that they didn't, uh, get their music out there the right way. And yeah. the scene around here was kind of strange. There wasn't really a local s- there sort of was a local scene, mm-hmm. but it was always literally at the scene fest. It would be like off into the corner. Gotcha. Right? Yeah. It'd be at the summer festivals, but it'd be like, oh, here's the hip-hop stage. Yeah, just sure, summer over corner. here. Right? Yeah. And so Sazy definitely connected with different artists from, you know, Toronto. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he's got a song with Raskas. Yeah. Like, he's got all these yeah, different, every- you know, through the internet and different things. He just, he's always made waves and connections. And... Even just talent-wise, he's got something in oh, him. Yeah. He's got one I of those agree. weird bugs that yeah, some people man. get. Like, uh, I don't even know what his oldest track is, but I'm sure he's been doing it for for years. And I'm sure when he start, I mean, everybody when you start, you kind of you're, yeah. you're not that good. But but it's almost like a 
Prodigy, right? Okay. Like, the, guy, yeah, the guy can sit there for an hour and it won't stop freestyling. Yeah, and just keep going and going and going. And, like, he's a lyricist at that, too. Like, you can't ever no, deny that. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say, too, is it's not just that, that he's great. It's that he's better than, like, half the industry do. Down, it's not, I will put and not money even just better, that. but like more unique. Like he's yeah. totally lyrically, he's his no. own thing. He's got you know influences, eclectic influences. Mm-hmm. But what he what he comes out with in the end is something so unique and crazy. And that's that kind of thing that made you go, whoa! Like why are you so disrespectful, yeah, dude? Yeah. Like the metaphors and the crazy like, like I, savageness. I, of like till this day, I will always remember that moment of how I found out who he was, and I was like, yo, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, yeah I remember bumping YFRWN for. Uh, Good minute. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a great album. Yeah. Hit and run before that too with Toolman. Those are some See, of my favorite See, I went. Shows. I had to go back mm-hmm. and listen to those because I caught on to him during the mm-hmm. YFRN stages, yeah. right? So when I went back, I think I think I went on to Dat Piff and then literally typed in Sazy, yep. saw YFRN WN, and then just saw a shit ton shit of other with like Cesar Leone and everything, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, Yeah, yo, this guy's been in this for a minute. Oh, like, yeah. Holy shit! Yep, it's crazy, and it's crazy that a guy like that has been in the industry. Or, or in the scene mm-hmm. so much uh, and sort of hasn't made it in the industry in that way. where Because it just goes to show how much work you can put in. And yep. there's still roadblocks. Yep. It's not always going to be you put in the work and then that's Yo, enough. Gonna, there yeah, could, that's you could, you could need it. more no, than even true. a crazy work ethic level or something. That's true. Right? And it's not even to say like he didn't have the network either because he definitely has the network and connected everywhere, yeah. right? But yeah. like, I don't know. It comes down to a lot of things. I know for me, like I think it's politics. I think it's Canada as a whole. I have, could be. I have issues when it comes to Canada's music industry. It, well, it could be also. It's it's hard to make. What makes a party pop song, or what makes a pop song in general that makes us dig it, like us as people? That's like, a valid question, and like I ask myself that question every day because yeah. I have like a routine every morning. I wake up and I just I eat my breakfast, like well, brush my teeth, get my breakfast, and then I hit my email and my record pools, and I just go through music for the day and see what's hot, what's new, like what am I feeling. And I come across so much music, and there's songs that stick out. I'm like, yo, this should be a hit. This should be a banger. To you, it's a hit in the moment. You're like, this is a hit. And I'm like, this is what's up. And like, I'm not going to lie. There's certain songs I've called, and I'm like, yeah, give it some time. That's going to hit. And there's certain times I haven't called, and I'm like, what? Right, right. Lil Yachty, kudos to his camp, his marketing team, whatever. I still don't see it. (laughs) You don't get it. I I don't get it. I don't see it. Maybe I'm getting old. I I don't know what it is. Like, I like, I like the little Yachty conversation. I don't think we've had enough on the podcast, but we've touched on it a little bit. And his name comes up right as in this topic nowadays is he becomes a scapegoat or an example for the rap that's out that by some shouldn't be, Labeled as talent. Yeah. Right. Well, I got to give him kudos and like credit because I, I watched an interview of him, 21 Savage, and Lil Uzi Vert the other day. And I have newfound respect for Lil Yachty because he's not trying to be someone that he's not. Like he legit. It was he's on, a weirdo. Yeah. It was on Hot 97 and legit he sat there and like, this is Ebro. Like Ebro drills you, man. And yeah. like, like he's, when it comes to hip hop, like he's diehard hip hop. Like if he you stare him, you in the eye and yeah, just, that's what I mean. Did it to right? Post Malone. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like he he's an intimidating kind of dude if you go on his interviews, right? So like I was watching an interview and Ebor was like, "Yo, you gonna spit?" Like he asked every artist, yeah. and Lil Yachty just straight up was like, "Yo, I'm not a rapper. He's like, I'm an entertainer. Like I'm yeah. not a rapper. I'm gonna I'll do it because I'm yeah, here." Yeah, yeah. And I had respect for him because I was like, "All right." 
you can't really look for m- more from him because he's giving you, he's telling he's you, what telling he's you exactly you. what he is. Yeah. Like, like he's like, I am an entertainer. I'm not a rapper. And you can't discredit him for that. You can't be like, yo, yo, you call yourself hip hop, but you can't. No, he told mm. you straight up. I'm not a rapper. But see, what is hip hop nowadays? Because I, I don't, I can't answer that question in five seconds. I can't it's either. a long conversation nowadays. It's, I think there's so much blending of genres yes. that like, fusion, a lot yeah, of fusion. Like you just, you don't know anymore, right? Like, they ask Ty Dolla Sign, well, "Are you a rapper or a singer?" And he'll be like, "And that's the thing." And I think, <laughs> and I think it had to start with Drake to tell you the honest truth because Drake was the first artist that came out with singing rapping. I guess you can really you say, could say right? that. I mean, I guess if you want to real get really get meticulous, um, Chaos used to say that like Nirvana is hip hop. You'd be like, "Oh, okay, I get it." You okay. guys like punkish kind of like fight the system or, yeah. or grungy, and I get what you're mean, but he'd be. And then like Blondie had the first hip hop. Uh, first single with hip hop in it actually. Okay. Blondie had like a uh, the song Rapture. Oh, I don't think I've heard that one. No. And that's where the um, what's the the actual hip hop song Rapture? Remember, there's like Sugar Hill Gang. They had a song called Rapture, or one of them Is did. It, anyway, it was actually sure, it was sure based it on the Blondie title yeah. because Blondie had this song. Uh, I think it was the one that says "Step into the world when there's no one left." That's what oh, KRS took that KRS sample, sample from. from. Yes, okay, but, yeah, yeah. but so it was like a singy song throughout the whole thing, and at the end, she did like a stupid little rap, like about monsters eating you and stuff. It was like really yeah. weird. But that was the first actual charting number one a tune that had hip hop in it. It was like before Cool Herc or something. It was like seventy seven or whatever, right? And you're like, okay. When you look at the history, rap's been in like fitting itself into all these other spaces that weren't just yeah. hip hop because you can run DMC Aerosmith Jay Z did it with Linkin Park yeah like all these collaborations right but like I don't know man like it's hard to say like going back to the question it's hard like, to say what, what, what is makes a song pop like what's hip hop I guess you if you want right? to let's get let's actually answer it maybe okay so a hip hop song should have rapping in it yeah I guess if you want to go to the you know original old school way of you know, if it doesn't have rap in it, it can't be hip hop. No, and like that's the thing. It too. could be R and B or soul. A lot or... of people want to differentiate hip hop and rap. True. That's what I'm saying. That's say, kind of a, a weird distinction. Yeah, it's like, well, say what like, are you saying? Here? Nas and Jay Z and Big L and Notorious B.I.G. and like hip-hop? and yeah, they'll say, they'll, they'll say those rap. are rap. They'll oh. say that's rap. Like if you rapping like poetry, right? Okay. Right, and then they'll say hip hop is like the pop version of what I thought it was the opposite. Is. I, for last time I heard, I could be wrong too. Okay, but see, wrong, this is where it gets people confused anyway. Because that's what I mean, either right? way, but either way, hip hop is the culture, and rap is a thing you do. Rap is like a verb, but it's that like any you can that rap. Is true. Like if I give you a sixteen bar verse and mm-hmm. show you on a piece of paper, here's my rap. Okay, yeah, it's a noun. Like that's a rap. That's true, right? Yeah. So these words can get us bogged down, right? And I misused guess, and used over yeah, here and over here and yeah. over here, and then you're just like, okay, what is the actual definition of the word? Like I don't. And then you, you look at, like, uh, what the title of the section at the CD store, not that those exist anymore, but, like, the CD store. I went into one the other day. It's funny. <laughs> really? I, went in, I went into one the other day to go find Chance the Rapper's CD because I actually wanted the hard copy. Uh-huh. They didn't have it. I was so pissed off. Like, yeah, so pissed what, off. <laughs> yeah, why don't you guys just shut this store down like all the other ones? Okay? I was so mad. I was like, what? For some reason? I found Drake, though. You found Drake. Of I course. I found all Eminem, I found, like, yeah, but I didn't find any chance to rap. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk right out. Back yeah. to iTunes it is. Yeah, man. It's weird. Chance the Rapper is a, a guy that's, like, one of the best doing it, but he's not a household name. As far, I guess he is with people our age and younger. Yeah. 
I would say that. I guess people older than us don't know who he is. Man, I I went to Chance the Rapper's concert over the summer at Echo Beach. Yo, it was one of the dopest concerts I've ever been to. He's the man. Man, I was like, holy. Like, he put on a show. And I felt old, though, because it was a whole bunch of, like, 16, 14, 15-year-olds. Yeah, just have a young audience. Yeah, I was like, what the hell is going on? But dope, dope artist. Like, would you call Travis Scott... like, Like, Travis Scott's a weird one because a lot of his lyrics... Um, I think his lyrics are are great. I think he's got crazy no, I, metaphors and stuff. I, I love Travis Scott. Um, really unique style. Like as far as like ending his ending his bars in weird spots mm-hmm. and like doing double rhymes, all kind of like yeah. he uses a lot of devices. He, he doesn't has a just di- do bars. He has a really different flow for this generation. But when you hear it, it's a lot of uh the Kid Cudi influence thing, the Kanye auto tune well, stuff. He says he loves Kid Cudi, right? Yes, that's, that's what right. his influence is, yeah. right? But he's so. The typical person listening wouldn't necessarily know, maybe, if they weren't in the hip-hop world. Is this is he rapping right now? Or, yeah. I don't know. I'm just kind of making no, assumptions. No, it's true. But. No, but it's true, though, right? Like, I don't... It just shows you that it's different now. Like, you can't just it's, pigeonhole And it's it. really different. Like, you have so many different artists coming. Like, if we had to, like, just go off of the last year of yeah. the artists that were hot. Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi, 21 Savage, Dave East, mm-hmm. um... Those are the four that come right to the top of my head. Mm-hmm. Who else can you um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, for me, I, I was paying attention to Toronto a lot. So like Roy Woods was big yeah, for oh, me. Yeah, no, that's even great. Like Roy Woods, Nav. Um, who else? Like that collection of people right mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. Dave East, I consider more of like typical you're, rap. You're, you're, yeah, your foundational yeah, rap. Where it New actually originally started from. Yeah. So I'll throw him over there. Yeah. Lil Yachty, I'll... I literally throw him in his his own, own thing. He calls it bubblegum rap, right? Yeah, something what, like that. Whatever it is, what it is, the yeah. kids like it. I don't know. Yeah. But he's on his own side. Lil Uzi Vert, Twenty One Savage. I can throw them in there. I even throw Navin with them too. I can throw them in their own little pop. And then Roy Woods is more of like the R and B. See, but Roy's guy. weird too because he kind of yeah. raps too. He has some that's bars, what I mean, right? right? So I think Roy Woods is like. Definitely what OVO sound is. Like, he's exactly not, I'm not saying exactly like Drake, but he's a god. Roy I, Woods is a god. I, as I love far him. As I concerned. met him once. What? Like, legit. Yeah. It was, did a show in Toronto, and um, I'm DJing, and he's in the club. Not as a special guest or anything. Like, he's, he's just, just there, there right? Yeah. And so, I don't know. I ended up playing, like, one of his first tracks. You didn't know he was there? Though. I didn't know he was there. And this guy bolts over i just see somebody running from and this is toronto now like yeah i'm more tense like so you're booking a beeline <laughs> from the booth over to the dj booth so i'm like yo who am i swinging at like like really yeah, i gotta yeah, protect yeah. myself and i look over he had a hood on because he didn't want anybody to know he was actually there right and i think it was like contractual things like he couldn't even like put his name on a fire or whatever uh, yeah. and he comes up and he's like yo and i was like oh shit like i have a picture of him and it's like a funny picture because it's a side view. You can't really see his face. His hood's on. I'm in a DJ booth. I'm like looking up. It's like some so, God kind of like picture. Like if you look at it and there's a guy in between who's like looking up at him like this. And I'm like, oh shit. It's hilarious. It's, it's funny shit. But no, he's a actually real cool, humble dude though. Yeah. He's a real He cool seems dude. like it. Yeah, he is. Um, I always thought the weekend kind of seemed like that too. The weekend? The weekend just seemed real humble. And stuff. Yeah. But you don't really see too many like TMZ stories about him. He's not like no, that well, kind of guy. I watched a video on YouTube like. Like there's a guy on video, um, a guy on YouTube who has like these videos of where they were before. Mm-hmm. So he did one of Tory Lanez, he did one of the weekend, and like yo, the weekend had like a pretty rough background, like mm. a history, right? So mm. seeing him being as a humble dude, I can see where it comes from mm-hmm. because just to get to where he is right now, like he was. What's home. his background? Somali or no, um, no, no, no. 
Ethiopian or Somali? It was one of them. Ethiopian. I think it's one of them, right? But like, he was homeless at a time, like all that kind of stuff, and like the grind that he had to get through just to get where he is right now. Do you think that makes an artist sometimes? Like the grind, the hard grind that they have to go through sometimes brings out that musical passion in them? Definitely, because music's a. It's it's human passion. Yeah, it's It's, an emotion. It's raw emotion, right? Like you want to be able to relate to it. And I think, I think for me, that's why I can't relate to like certain artists like Lil Uzi Vert and Lil Yachty. Like I legit can't. I'll listen to Lil Uzi if I'm about to go to the club. Yeah. And just want to turn up. Yeah. Lil Yachty, there's only one. I love that song. You know what I mean? It's like a turn up song. Lil Yachty, there's only one song I'll listen to of him is that. I want you, I da da da. That that one song or whatever. Okay, I don't even one. know. I know it's Minnesota, like, and then I, I know can't the... stand Minnesota. No, I listened to it today to try and see if I can like get it again. No, I'll I... say one thing about Minnesota. I definitely, I was in Montreal at one point, and I had heard someone drive by in a, in a nice car with like a nice sound system, and it was playing that song, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what it was. And typically, when something like that happens, because I'm sort of like you, where I'm digging for music all the time, so. Yeah. I, I'll be like, oh, there's this guy driving by who's up to on some new music because I haven't heard that yet. So, yeah. And when I hear the beat and it sounds a bit unique, like those pianos are kind of very childlike and yeah. weird. So I'm like, okay, what the hell is that? And then I, you know, through my daily life, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for that song again. I don't know who it is, but then it pops up. I'm like, oh, that's that song. Song that you heard. So it's, there was something about it for me on a personal experience level, at least, where I heard it in, in the world yeah. and it kind of impacted me. It didn't just not catch my ear do you know what i'm saying i got you yeah no so there's like, no, that to say about it i've tried to get into it i just i can't i've gave it numerous 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 amounts what about his song time. with dram drum oh drum. um broccoli yeah i love broccoli okay but See, some love, people hate it i love drum too that's the thing yeah, he's right? the man. So I, cash I, machine's one of my favorite oh i love cash machine right so i don't know it's it's hard to say but like going off the whole emotion thing is like um i can relate i relate to more artists like dave east right and like Young M.A. I love. Like, um, who else? More artists like that that have, like, an actual background story or stuff like that. Yeah. That I can relate to, right? It's an artist that's kind of just more of a party artist. But, hey, you're a party artist. That's Well, and the kid's, like, isn't he, like, 17 or 18? It's kind of like... Who, which one? Lil Yachty? Yachty. I think he just turned 18 Nine, or 19 yeah, or something yeah. like that, but right? a lot of Yeah, for, for... How old are you? 26. 26, yeah. And so I'm 28. So, yeah, when I hear an artist that's, like, 18, 19... A lot of times, yeah, they're not going to have a story that's necessarily as much as kind of my story. So I'm not yeah. necessarily going to... Maybe that's part of people getting older and not digging the younger music. I think music. that's it. Like, me and my mom had that conversation today because she was, like, talking about how, you know, I need to learn, like, some more parties, like, blending old songs or, like, mm-hmm. new songs and that kind of stuff. And I'm like, every generation is going to hate the next generation of music. Like, <laughs> yeah, your no gram, like grandma probably hated what you were listening yeah, to. Yeah. You hate what I'm listening to, and I hate certain music that kids <laughs> are listening to nowadays. It's just going to happen. I think it's yeah, something it's that gets with growth, right? Yeah. We get, the older we get, the more detached we get from what the youth are And we're more to. nostalgic to our era of music. Of so we attach to that more. When we hear it, we go, oh, yeah, yeah that's a song. For that's a song, yeah, yeah, right? So then when you hear something that's like far-fetched from what you're actually used to, you're like, what the this hell is music? Yeah, what, what kind of bullshit kids is this, right? Yeah. But to the kids nowadays, it is music. But what I, I like to say I have a good ear for music, like regardless if it's old, new, new like yeah. I'll pass my time. A lot of the music nowadays, I don't know what feeling you can get like yeah. attached to it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like Another thing that's hard to discuss about this is the fact that there's so much music right now that yeah. we don't even know what we're talking about when we say the new music, quote unquote. Because it's like, 
let alone the electronica genres and all this different thing, and then yeah. the, all the underground scenes of all these, and then like I don't know in the Czech Republic, I'm sure there's an underground like <laughs> yeah. rockabilly electro. There's probably some thing. new genre being created somewhere out it's there, somewhere that's much, yeah, just so. slowly bubbling and making its way up, right? Yeah. Like it's it's hard to say. Like, I think one thing that's interesting about new music is the synth, the technique and synthesis, like. Uh, like a lot of these electronica producers, yeah. like what they can do with their equipment and what they're producing, whether it's digital or analog, like yeah. regardless of, of that stuff. There's so many new, always new techniques of, of uh, things coming out. Like a lot of these guys like Diplo or like the guy from Nine Inch Nails, um, Trent Reznor. He's the singer from Nine Inch Nails. And he's if you if you look on a lot of like mm-hmm. movie soundtracks or like yeah. video game soundtracks, you'll find his name pop up. Really? Yeah, because he's like a multi-instrumentalist and he's got he's always coming up with like new techniques of like huh. mixing things and making weird sounds. So yeah. if you check out remember Quake the video game? Yes, I do. Uh Trent Reznor was actually the guy who does all the screams when you die and stuff. Oh, like shoot. weird, like you'll find him on weird credits like that. All right. Um I'll look up some more things cuz there's a new one that came out where something he was in. I was like, "What? That's such a weird and collaboration." A, it's funny to see that too, man. Like like actually saying Skrillex, Diplo, all those guys like yeah. that um song that Skrillex and Diplo did, "Where you at?" The one with Justin Bieber, that big one. Crazy beat. That It's a crazy beat, but they had like a breakdown video of it, of how the beat actually made. There was like eight different beats that they made before they came to that one. And like they played three of them. Yeah. And none of them sound the same. Oh, okay. And then that part in the, like the part that stands out, like the riff, like. Yeah, yeah. That's actually Justin Bieber. Singing? Yeah. Oh, they modified his so voice. So they took. They took his acapella. Like, so what? Yes. how the song was created is Justin Bieber just sent an acapella over to them. Right. And that's all he had was the acapella with the lyrics. And Diplo and Skrillex made the beat around the acapella. See? It's crazy what these guys can do. Right? And they took, I guess, a part of the acapella and, like, bent the waveform yep. and whatever just they had it to up do. So you just mess it up. And that's how that part came about. And you're just like, yo. Yeah. You would have never thought it wasn't even an instrument. It was somebody's voice, but right. somebody's voice is an instrument. I guess you can say at the same time, right? Well, that's what I mean. Sometimes silent. you can't even tell the difference between an instrument and a voice. Not like we're no. talking about. I mean, some people can't even tell the difference between a guitar and a bass when they hear music. Like that's just true. regular people, they they just don't think about it on that level. I think that's DJs true. and producers and musicians sometimes think about the music maybe more visually or more yeah. like when you, you almost picture the band playing and you can, when the guys doing guitar solo, you can picture them doing it. That's actually true. Like for me, like I can't, if I'm, if I go to a club and I'm not DJing, it's very hard for me to enjoy myself because you're just thinking, cause I'm it. like, I'm being analytical and yeah. I'm critiquing everything that's done and make it worse. If you're a crap DJ, I get so frustrated. I hear you. I do that too. <laughs> Until I have a couple beers, then I'm okay. Yeah. Then I can like, See, but that's hard. Up. I don't drink. Yes. Right. So it's just like, I can get, jacked up on Red Bull now so that's even even worse because now my blood's rushing from Red Bull yeah. and I have all this energy and then I'm being frustrated because I'm critiquing yeah. like I've yeah. gone out with like friends and like, all people and I'd be sitting there and they're like I'll be like what's wrong with you man no I'm you like, don't understand serious? you just don't understand I'm, I'm thinking and they're like what do you mean serious what and they're like they're enjoying themselves I'm like you didn't hear that they're like uh, it was a 30 second bar <laughs> yeah. off Her, hear transition. what I'm like the, he just he went from like an 83 BPM to 62 you can't yeah, yeah, do yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. like what are you talking about? I was just doing a gig uh, recently when um, this nice lady came up to me and said, uh, I was playing a song that was Mumford and Sons. It's like okay, 136 yeah. BPM, right? Mm-hmm. She comes and said, can you play something faster, a little more upbeat? I go, like, it's something that you shouldn't have said to a customer. I'm like, 136 beats per minute isn't fast enough but for you? Sometimes you don't catch yourself, right? Because yeah, you're like yeah. in that point and you're, you have to, like, I had to learn it because you think. Yeah. 
you automatically think that people should know that. But at no, the same time, I, they when don't. I said it, I knew. Yeah, I, I, know, I, I had the wherewithal to know, but I just said it because I thought it was funny. Some, no, there's times like I've said stuff and then I take myself back and I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, you don't you know, know you don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I completely get it. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's hard. Like, I, and I'm pretty sure it's hard for any musician to go out, like, when you're not playing itself and just, like, enjoy yourself. And if you're in that same setting, right? Yeah, because. Yeah. You just end up critiquing for. I, I just think it's. I don't think anybody can go out and not critique if you're yeah, doing for sure. that, right? Like if a lawyer goes to go sit down and watch a case, you'll probably go. <laughs> oh, I can't believe he pulled out section three forty two. So true, right? You're, you're sitting there, you're like, oh, why didn't you object on that one? Come yeah. on, man. <sighs> um, have you always been? Um, yeah, ever had any stage fright in your career or, or oh, like a natural yeah. part? Do you? Do you still have any of it, or you have yes. you grown more? Okay. Yes. Because like, I have a lot of nervousness when I do DJ gigs, especially yes. weddings and stuff that are my, bigger. My first couple gigs, oh, man, I was <laughs> nervous as shit. Yeah. Like, my first... Okay, I have to say, my first headlining gigs, like, rattled. Just Pressure's on, man. Rattled. Like, you're going... It party time. Start party time. Like, it's yeah. this. Yeah. Make it or break it. Like. Yeah. And, like, you go on, and, like, my stomach's just in knots, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because, like, prime time, you're going on after a DJ. So, first of all, you're, like, even if that DJ did well and the party's already live now, now you got to go level up on that, right? Yeah. So, when I first started, I'm just like, yo, there's times that I've flopped, like, completely flopped. There's times that I've had promoters, like, tell the first DJ, yo, get him the hell But off. that's natural. You're going to flop sometimes, right? <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like, every I'm time. definitely not going to sit there and think, like, I've had, like, flawless victories every time i've got on a set right but mm-hmm. no i still like i remember my probably the most nervous thing was my first concert where i did um like opening for an artist yeah i okay. did french montana at the powerade center in brampton and that's big yeah that was that was like my first major concert venue to an arena like that was like <laughs> how many like, people do you remember they didn't yeah, end up selling them out but i think it was like close to a thousand around there that's something nuts. like that right but like it's an arena yeah that's insane i was like shit major artists like french montana's popping at this time and i'm like yo yeah Did i gotta go on before Fr- and like when i got there i didn't know like the order of the listing or anything so mm-hmm. like they had their opening so i'm thinking like because it was me and then there was another dj who's a really established dj in the industry right so i'm thinking like okay it's gonna be me opening artists that dj yeah um dj drama and in french montana uh-huh right dj drama didn't end up making it oh, so then shit. I'm still thinking, like, okay, I'm probably just going to be, when people are walking in, that's going to be me, yeah. all the artists, and then, you know, the big DJ, and in French Montana. Yeah. I get there, and it's like, um, just to name off artists, like, Sazy, Toby, yeah. Yeah. this artist, this artist, DJ Victorious. French Montana. This artist, French Montana. I was like, oh, shit. What? And I'm still, I'm, I'm excited, because I'm like, yo, like, I get to be in prime time, but at the same time, I'm like, ah, shit. Right. You probably get excited initially, and then it sinks in. You're like, oh, my God. Like, I'm like, yo, this place is going to be jammed by the time I get on. Mm. And I'm going on right before the major artists. That's crazy. I'm like, yo. And, like, this this show had Chinks Drugs was in the show, too. Mm, Rest in peace. Yeah. um, Cash Out, when Cashing Out was the big hit that time, he was on the show. Big song, yeah. And King Los was on the show, too. Mm. So, all those guys in French Montana. So, I literally came on. After King Los and Cash. So they're expecting like the same right? level of hypeness. So yeah. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And yeah. I just remember like, like I, 
I don't throw up or anything, but like just my <laughs> stomach was in knots. Right, right. And like you get out there and then the lights hit you and you can't see the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like all you see is lights. Mm. So it's like, yo, I just had to give it my all. And I actually did pretty good, man. There I you go. Pretend nobody's there. Yeah. Like legit, I did my thing. I was just like, yo, just make it like it's a club and like. Yeah, but that was my first big experience. But I still get nervous. So I would do yeah. if I do certain venues that are like I know high profile venues or like there's gonna be certain people that are in there. Like I think the last time I was probably really big nervous is that, um I did Lennox Lewis's um, Floyd Mayweather fo- not football boxing party when Floyd Mayweather played Manny fought Manny Pacquiao. Oh, he had a party at the Sure Club in the ACC, which is oh, the okay. club. So I did Lennox Lewis's party for oh, that. Oh damn! And that was like probably the last time I was like major nervous because it's like it's Lennox Lewis and it was also like a whole bunch of like boxing icons and corporate yeah. heads and all this kind of stuff so right? you never so, know what could happen yeah. like who could and it was funny because I, I went into the party like okay this is who I'm playing for so I can't play certain types of music and then like through the night like Lennox Lewis like comes over and like yo can I get some dance hall I'm like okay for and sure. then that's the kind of stuff that like just like oh when you finally re- re- like realize what type of people they are you're just like, oh, you can lay back a little. And, like, the tenseness just goes away. And right. We had, like, a party right after the fight for the rest of the night. It was great, man. You didn't play, like, Eye of the Tiger or the Rocky theme <laughs> song or anything? <laughs> nah, no Eye of the Tiger or Rocky theme That would be a bomb, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel just pop it right oh. on and be like, Lennox, let's go, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, no that would be what a shitty DJ might do. Yeah, yeah no, no, um, yeah, it's been interesting for me kind of tackling the DJ thing because I kind of just fell into it and realized I could make some dough with it. Yeah. So for me, I'm not really, it's just been a th- another thing that I have. Like I do design a bit of art, like I produce, producing I think yeah. is more my thing where I could see myself working harder towards and maybe making some routes with it and like yeah. having it as a, as a possible career. Although I feel like design right now is sort of my career, Risking, but DJing yeah. just came along and was like, this is paying my bills and I can kind of have some fun with it. And I love right. curating music for people, but it's interesting, um, sort of stepping into that DJ world because just the different, uh, personas that are around and the different, um, uh, uh, different, um, criticisms of, of new people trying DJing, yeah. right? It's not uh, one of those uh, professions where people say, hey, everybody should try and get in. Like, it's one of these things it, where it's kind of like... It's not one of those, but yeah. it's kind of looking like everybody does step into it just for the hell of stepping Right, kind of like rapping right? though too, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. even beat making, I guess. It's yeah, well, I just started producing. Well, like, I guess I've been producing... Well, I don't really want to say been producing because I don't want to really put the label of producer on my name because... Mm. I don't really have any credentials to say I'm a producer yet. Mm. Like, mm. I'm in my basement making beats. I have a whole That's bunch of That's what I felt beats. like with DJing. So <laughs> like, long. You know I still I mean? like, don't like to call myself. I have a whole bunch of, like, beats that I've made. I haven't sent out or right. have an artist or right. anything on it. Like, but I'm working towards that because I know it's just a great thing to have alongside as being a DJ. It right? goes and, so hand in hand. Right? And, yeah. So, yeah. But, like, um, I feel, feel like getting, I'm going to definitely veer the conversation in that way because it's it. in my head. But... <laughs> Um, yeah, I feel like a lot of DJs step into the DJ world just for the hell of stepping in the DJ world. And like, well, it's easy now, right? Because the digital age and everything, it's, it's I mean. easier than ever. For it definitely to do is, it. right? But like, and I guess you can say that with rap too. Like, I don't want to say rapping is easy, right? But it's a lot easier now. It's not, it's not rocket science. No, it's not rocket to science. To be really good, but that's what I mean, right? Like, if you can put words together, if you can put metaphors together, you can put similes together, like, you can rap. Yeah. And do it with somewhat of a flow, you can definitely rap. Yeah. You don't have to be good. And especially nowadays where I don't even think the highlight's on rappers anymore. The highlight is on producers. 
right? Like, if you got a banging beat, nobody gives a damn what you're saying on the track anymore. It's true. A lot of these guys like Murder Beats and different guys, yeah. guys who are like, they're really, they're they're putting a lot of artists on. Like, That's look at I mean. Pressa and stuff like that. That's... And, like, Press, Pressa's a guy I'm slowly, slowly coming around. When okay. I first heard him, yeah. I had to get over the tone of voice. Sure. Like, that was the first thing that annoyed me. I popped on and I was like, yo, since when did my niece started rapping? Like, <laughs> yeah. This is what's up. Yeah. I was like, all right. And then... I got rid of it because I'm like, all right, it's a unique voice. It's something different. Yeah. And then after that, I had to get over the lyrical content because mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, I don't see where this guy is going with that. Right. And then I had to get over that. So TBH is like my favorite song for him. That shit's just catchy as hell. Okay, I'm not that well versed. I know a well, couple of the tunes, but I don't know if I it's know. A, like he says, to be honest, like that's throughout the whole yeah, song. Yeah, that's right? his thing, right? He yeah. says that a lot of times. Yeah. So that's the song like that really... It's catchy, and then he has this new one that's just blowing up with Murder Beats, the Novocaine, right? Yeah, yeah. That shit's just blowing up. But to me, I don't even like it that much yet. I hear you, but there's something catchy about it, right? There's something, like, I listen to it, and I find myself bobbing to yeah, it, yeah. but at the same time, I'm just like, I don't know yet. Like, I really don't know, right? Yeah. yeah. And, like, going back, like, that's the producer. Like, look at Metro mm. Boomin. Mm. Like, that man's skyrocketing now. And, like, that's why I think the whole, like, I think, I can't remember who I was having this conversation with, and I was like, yo... Timbaland, Scott Storage, mm-hmm. Just Blaze. None of those dudes had Swiss beats. None of those dudes had tags. You never heard a beat go, yo, Scott Storage. Although I would say Timbal, I would argue with you in the Timbaland one. Because Timbaland oftentimes had that, and then he'd be like, Timbaland. Oh, yeah, that's true. Sometimes. Yeah, that's true. That's very Not every song. That's very true. But like, majority of Pharrell the old school. Yeah, Pharrell. All those guys. He would, although they would talk in their beats, though. They would have at least a couple of uh, Like how Diddy used to be like, uh, uh And I think the that's track. the thing, too. But like, it was okay. different than a tag. Kanye West, he didn't do crap. He didn't do crap. Although, if you ever heard the uh, Common track with Lily Allen. Um, I'm going to have to go back and listen yeah, to it, but on, I know which one you're talking in, about. And in the chorus, um, it's this thing now. It's driving me wild. You got to see what's up before it gets me. If you listen in the headphone, the right ear, you can hear Kanye singing it in the background. It's okay. Like, but it's like one of those things where Fate he kinda, puts things in there where you really yeah. got to listen. But that's but the I thing. See your like, point. Back in the day, you but you can distinct, like you can definitely distinguish which producer did which beat. Everybody had their own distinct Yes, style. now you have to have the tag because, because they're all everything copying sounds each other. the same. Yeah, like, that's true. You know what I mean? Like I heard a beat the other day that I swear was Murder Beats. But it right. wasn't. No, I get you. You know what I mean? It yeah. wasn't. Yeah. But back in the day, if you heard a net, like that clips grinding beat. Super unique. Till this day, I don't hear anything that you can even replicate nothing that, that beat. that sounds like that. Not, nothing. You know what I mean? You hear a Timbo beat, half of the stuff Timbo, like public service, not public service, I'm, I'm dirt off my shoulder. That's a Timbo beat. <sighs> like, you know what I mean? Like, you, and you listen to those. And even now, like me and you, we're sitting here and you like just it reminisce just about my the head. beat. And you're yeah. like... Yo, like what? No, like, and it you... wasn't just the notes. It wasn't just the. It was the. I mean, it was a lot of things. Like, but it was the texture every... of it. It was the, yeah. the feel of it. It was. You're right. It was. Timbo had his thing, and Pharrell. Did you know Pharrell and Timbo had a group like in high school? Oh they no, I didn't. It was called Surrounded by Idiots. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. Like when they're in high school. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Right, and then Kanye was the soulful guy. Like you those high pitched samples, he, yeah, he those, did that. That's Nobody Kanye. Did that. Like yeah. you, and you knew each like you heard a beat, and you're like, oh. Swiss Beats was that hardcore, like, like not electronic, but like and almost horns. simplistic. Yeah, horns. Yeah. Like you heard it, and you're like, oh, that's Swiss. 
hard oh, drums, whistles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, you're like, oh, that's Just Blaze. Oh, that's definitely the Neptunes and Pharrell. I would say oh, Just Blaze for for a lot of the more layman, it was harder to pick out. Yeah, that's but, true. But I it was very that. well-rounded too. That's, that's what I mean. and not to say that any of those producers were well-rounded, right? But like, they had their distinct. Sound. I think even for producer ears or DJ ears like mm-hmm. us, I think you know the producer Knots. Yes, I do not. He's yeah. another one that's nice and unique. You can kind of hear that that tone of bass is very rich and warm. Like, oh, that's a Knots beat. There's some guys like that where I know I can pick it out, but yeah. a lot of people might not. Jay Dilla was very unique. J- yep, he, he same stood with Jay Dilla. Uh, sure. Ninth Wonder. He was very unique, unique with yeah. it also too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But now, like, I feel like every, not every producer because... It's the trap era. Yeah, but vinyls. I don't know if you ever heard of vinyls, the producer. With the Z? Yeah. I've... Uh, Maybe like I've read. Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. He, I guess, I think he signed an OVO. I'm not too sure, but like his beats are very different. Mm. Like compared to the trap era, like compared to what's usually out, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't use a tag at all. That's Mm -hmm. the thing, right? I like that. Wonder Girl, Wonder Girl's amazing, and she doesn't have. I I like the no tag choice. She has. I I've heard one or two songs, but I think it's just beats that she's put on her SoundCloud. Oh, where you need a tag in there, just just, yeah. yeah, So nobody pirates or rips it off, right? But she doesn't use tags either. I always thought tags were corny. I, I guess do too. who who likes tags? Does but anybody tag, like tags? I think tags is like a a trap thing. But at the same time, Zaytoven doesn't use tags. Sure. I don't think I've ever heard a Zaytoven tag, or I could be wrong. I think he does, but it's like he hides it very well, or something. Maybe we could we'll figure that out. We'll listen yeah, to one because and check. I don't. But there are definitely some who are more pronounced than others. That's what I mean. And right? I don't like, like it. It's Metro it Boomin, like... you know, right? And I don't know if it's just like a branding thing because they have like a bigger vision in mind. Yeah, little beats. What, Holla yeah, at me. Right? For the longest time, I thought it was Jungle Beats. So did I. For the longest time. I was like, so did I. yo, Jungle Beats. And every time I saw Ja Lil Beats, I'm like, yo, who the hell is this Ja Lil Beats? And then yeah. I read an interview and he's like, no, it's actually Ja Lil. I was like, oh, yeah. my bad. Um, Sorry for screwing that up, bro. Who's the guy who made... Who's the oh Lex Luger? Lex Luger had tags, right? Yeah, Lex Luger had. He tags. He was one of the first tag guys, no? I want to say kind of so. around the era where it was it around the same around the, the same MySpace time. beat, yeah. like him and Waka Flocka hooked up on MySpace. That era where yeah. like MySpace actually got you placements. Yeah. When I first started producing, I didn't even think I was great at all, and I had a couple beats up, and some guy called me from Texas, like from his cell phone, and I was like fourteen or fifteen or something. <laughs> You're just like. like Oh, yeah, okay. I'm like thinking, cool. first, I don't know if this guy's like trying to like steal my identity or he really wants a beat or what, right? <laughs> like, well, that's how Drake was found off of MySpace. I didn't, okay. I didn't even know that. Like so from the, Boy Wonder? Or no, whatever? Jazz Prince. Jazz Prince is who? So he's from Houston. He had his own record label, Only the Bosses or something like that. Okay. The reason I'm, I'm finding out all about this now is because like lately I've just doing so much research and yeah. like watching interviews. Yeah. Jazz Prince found a whole bunch of Drake stuff on MySpace. Jazz Prince knew Connect to Lil Wayne and everything, and that's how the whole the connection happened. the connection between mm. Drake and Lil Wayne happened, right? Mm. And I was like, oh shit, it's cool. That's why you always hear him shouting. Um, I can't remember what song it is, but he goes, "I'm a Jazz Prince. I'm a J Prince investment." It's in, I think J it's Prince. Fake Love or it's um, Sneaking. I don't know, it's something. But he goes, "I'm a J Prince investment." That's where it's from. Ah, okay, yeah. Because Jazz Prince actually meant, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. Okay. And that was from MySpace. Hmm. Yeah. See, it's weird how these connections happen where a lot of times, like I just listened to 21 Savage talking about how him and Drake were uh, fucking with each other before Drake hopped on the song kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people like dig on Drake for being, oh, you're just hopping on these waves like Macomian yeah. or da-da. But 21's like, no, we, we like talked before, like we knew each other before, but... 
a lot of these connections, it's not like the guys grew up with each other or like went and robbed a bank with each other or like drove off a cliff together or <laughs> no, any other like, right? space. They just like is MySpace or it was an email or something. Yeah. So it's it's there's this weird uh I feel like the older eras, the older decades previous to to ours from music have these more romantic uh ways of coming about you know what i mean like yeah, if you watch like the, each other the story on the eagles or something it's by the way i haven't watched that documentary yet, but there's like a th- six hour eagles documentary or something really? on netflix yeah. six hours yeah something Shoot. like that you gotta have like a full day for yeah, that yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you know you watch some of those older documentaries like wow like the way these guys came together is nuts and like this and that because it was all before all this shit yeah, in my before, space no, did, before the digital age there was no social media there was no it wasn't. You actually have to meet somebody physically in person, right? You know. Why I mean? does it make it seem more? It's like I was thinking about this earlier. Like Alanis Morissette sold like two million albums or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's a freaking dope album. But you're like, it's almost cra- like now you got these artists doing like a billion streams, right? Drake hit yeah, a billion streams billion or whatever. Stream, you're like, yep. holy shit, he went five thousand platinum or whatever it is. Whatever, yeah. And you know, uh, Twenty One Savage is a song that went platinum, and they're like, what was it like to go platinum? Da 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 da. But platinum is not the same kind of as it was before no, in a weird but, way. Because, like, if you look at it this way, like, I can go stream a song 30 times. And you just got 30 clicks off of one person. But isn't... Yeah, I think... No, I don't know enough to, to speak on this. But isn't but, there a way they can kind of mitigate that when they calculate there it? There probably is. I'm, I don't know how it works. Because uh, yeah, Billboard I'm, actually does take it in streams now to to add up their... Yeah, because I know they like well they use SoundCloud, they use Spotify, like all those are correlated into one, oh, okay. so, right? Okay, but like if it is that they can actually see how many times I've streamed a song and go it off of that, that'll be great, right? Yeah, I don't know, but if it is right now in my head, I think about it like I can go stream your song thirty times. I go listen to my podcast five hundred. That's how the polite is on my podcast. I mean? It's just and me, it's all you. But like you never went and bought thirty albums. Speak for yourself, bro. Well, I'm not gonna I lie. Bought thirty jagged little pills from Alanis Morissette. That's okay, I bought. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I bought like five albums of Three LW. Okay, so I, <laughs> I was back at the Three LW. It's like seeing a movie three times <laughs> yeah. in the theaters. <laughs> My buddy used to see Lord of the Rings like like three times each one. Like, well, that that you can even make that argument too. Like, there's Cody, there's Android Box now, right? Like, yeah. if you really want to go see the movie, you can see it like 15 times now. True. But before you would, if you wanted to see it before it was out at Blockbuster. You had to go to the movie theater four or five times, right? I've done it before, I think. Pretty sure I saw Rush Hour like three times in a movie theater. What? Good movie, man, but I think you're going a little overboard there. Come on, Rush Hour is... Man, nobody understands the words that are coming out of your mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Rush rush Hour... Till this day, I will sit and watch a... Just a rush hour marathon. It's just yeah. full out. I'm like, yeah, that, that's Chris the Tucker's shit. That's the man. The he really is, man. I don't know if you've ever seen um, uh, Jackie Brown, the Quentin Tarantino film. No. It's really good. It's got Chris Tucker in it. I've heard about but never Before seen it. Before he leaves it, I'll play you the one clip from Chris Tucker because yeah. he's in a small role in this movie. And it's just like, I'm just like, this is the best Chris Tucker <laughs> part I've ever seen in any movie. And it's like three minutes, you know? Chris Tucker was just that dude. Did you like, like his stand-up at all? I didn't think his, his latest Netflix thing. I didn't think it was cool. I haven't watched any of his latest stuff. I've watched his old stuff. I watched I a love... newer one a couple, like maybe last year, and I was like, yeah. this is not funny. Yeah, his older stuff are funny stand-up-wise. I haven't watched anything newer stand-up-wise. I think the only person I watch stand-up-wise right now is Kevin Hart. Like, Kevin Hart's good, eh? Hands down. I saw him live, like, I think four years ago. He came to the Sony Center in Toronto, yeah. and I died. <laughs> like, I thought I was going to, like have a hernia or something right like i was dying um you ever seen jay farrow from snl do do all the black comedians yes he does like them all in one one session one time he did there was was a video of um i think he was on an interview with who kid 
and literally who could just put a beat on it. He did a freestyle and everybody. He did everybody. I was like, oh, he's coming up with new ones all the time. Like he I does know. Lil Wayne and all kinds of shit. I don't even know anymore. But he's dope though. Like Aries Spears though did did the greatest DMX oh, Snoop and yes. um, Jay. I remember that. Monroe. Yeah, I never knew Aries Spears can do that until I saw that video. Me neither. He didn't really do much of that in Mad TV so no, much. Not at all. Yeah. He just did his like you know his skits and all that whatsoever, right? But yeah. where is that guy now? You doing anything? Aries That's a good Spears? question. I haven't seen him since that video. That's a very valid question. Maybe we get him on the podcast. Right? Call him up. Take a plane over or whatever. Who, who knows where he you is? I know. All you, you gotta, gotta do is ask. You never know. <laughs> right? Those guys make so much money that they, at the end of the day, Royalties they're just like, shit. yeah, they're just like, I can just sit back and relax and just fade into the distance now. Like, yeah. you don't even need to care about me anymore, right? That's a, yeah. I like when some of these guys just disappear, but they don't disappear in like a shitty, weird way. Like you just like you. They literally they, they did it. They disappeared on you. Yeah. Successfully, you're like yeah. when you sit there and go, "Where is that guy?" Well, he made it. He successfully so got true. away. Yeah, you're sitting there like, and it's not until you have conversations like this where you just like a name pops up and you're like, "How huh. many years? What? Where? Where yeah. did he go? What? It's How the ones you? that stick around all the time. Where you're like, Madonna just came out said she she want to blow up the White House, and then she's like. I'm just. I didn't mean it like that. You gotta take it out. Of, don't take it out of context. And you're like, bitch. You're always around doing fake British accents and all kinds of shit. Like you're just always around. Like just go away or something. Stop it. Just no. Stop I like it. her music. I like Madonna. I like Frozen. I like a lot of Madonna. Stuff. Hold on. Madonna did Frozen. Yeah. Like the lead Frozen song. No, it's that old song. It's from oh, like the I, early nineties. I thought you were talking Frozen. about Frozen. No, the no, movie. my bad. I was like, no. What? No, it's a song. If you heard it, you you know. You okay. I, at first, I thought you were talking about Frozen, the actual movie. I was like, <laughs> all this time, I've been singing that song, and it's been Madonna. God. No, I've never seen on? Frozen. I don't have. I have younger nieces and nephews, but I don't have kids or nothing. So, I don't, man, we've had. Is it a? Is it enjoyable for all ages? I haven't seen the full movie. Mm. The only part of Frozen I actually remember is the damn song. Is that uh, the penguin thing? The Let It Go. Okay, I yeah. still don't know it. Yeah. I hear it like not. We had a frozen party at work. Oh, okay. Like legit. So I heard it like nonstop. And then mm. it's all, it was on the radio for like how long? And then every time I flicked through the TV commercials, it was just that. And I was like, okay. Mm. All right. I guess I know Frozen now. Never seen the actual movie. And then my goddaughter loves Frozen. Oh, okay. Like spoiled her for freaking Christmas because of the Frozen. And I was like, what? Those, was like, Di- is it Disney? Yeah, it's Disney. Disney knows what they're doing, eh? Oh, always. D- always. Don't, don't they like buy, didn't they like buy Marvel or something? Don't they did own they? all the rights to the Marvel movies now? If they did, that is the smartest accusation I think they ever. did. Like, I think they're just so rich that they just keep buying up everything. I know my buddy's got stock in Disney because he's, like, obsessed. He's like, Disney just knows what they're doing. They're constantly take, They're making little figurines of everything. They, they have the rights to everything, and then yeah. they make oil into plastic and sell shitty figurines to kids. Disney constantly. is, like, the number one entertainment company, like, hands down. And when it comes to, like, creating content... From what they do, like they're geniuses. Like mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, how long have they been around? Like, I don't even know. Well, Walt Bef- Disney's been around for a shit ton of time, right? Like, and then every generation has a movie or whatever that they can look back to, like Lion King, now Frozen, yeah. whatever next is going to be, right? Like, yeah, Walt Disney was like questioned in front of Congress or whatever with all back in the day after the during the start of the Cold War when they mm-hmm. would like think all the Hollywood guys were like into some communist conspiracies it's called like the uh mccarthyism I think mm-hmm. this guy mccarthy was just like everyone's a fucking communist <laughs> see what they're doing like shake them down and like get 
<laughs> they all had to like state their case and stuff. I think Walt Disney isn't he still frozen? He's like cryogenically frozen because he yeah. thinks that they're gonna be able to like reanimate him. Yeah, I think so. That's a trip. Yeah, who would and think to do that? Honestly, in this day and age, I wouldn't be surprised if it can happen. Who knows? Like, there's certain things that I seem. Would you want to be frozen and brought back to life or not? Nah? I don't know. Never uh, thought about that? I don't know if I would want to be frozen brought back to life. Because then you like fry from Futurama. You could come back like a thousand years later. And yeah. And like you just don't know you don't fit in. that's going on. <laughs> like you, I'll, prop, I'll walk out there and be like, yo, when's the next 50 Cent concert? Yeah, and yeah. people be like, what? And like, what, what's going on? And I'm like, yo, so did Apple come out with the, you know, the drive yourself, like the self-driving cars already? Like, Cars drive us around now, <laughs> yes. buddy. <laughs> like, oh. Okay. We don't need to drive. We just translocate like Goku by touching our forehead. Yeah, like go to the phone store and be like, hey, can I get the iPhone 7? Yeah. We just telepathically think our thoughts. We don't (laughs) need phones anymore. I don't think I'd be able to handle it. I'm like, at all. Like, oh. Okay. No, I don't. I don't know. Sometimes I, I often get um, caught up in thinking about crazy things like that, though. For no, maybe it's boredom, or maybe it's just like I'm just like. No, when I'm I, not doing anything, my mind just runs. Like, would I want to live forever or no? Because a lot of people are like working towards immortality, whether it's science, certain scientists, or like yeah. just merging with technology or whatever it might be. Or like, we don't want to. We don't want people to die. We want to bring back our dead relatives, basically, if we could. And we don't. But then you're like, what if the real hell is? Being stuck and choosing to live forever, and then you're stuck living forever. And right. You're like, oh shit, I didn't and realize I might want to die at some point. And that's the thing. Like, do you want to live forever and like immortality at an age where you can still look young, or do you? Are right. You the idea would you want to be healthy? Yeah. Right. Like, are yeah. you going to continue to age and have like some Benjamin Button disease? Right, right. I don't know. Like, what's going to happen with that? But yeah, no, I don't think I'd want to live forever. No, I just want to like enjoy where I'm at right now, and then you know, enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, and then. If I come back like this new dog movie that they got coming out, where dog dies and comes back as another dog, dog dies, comes back as another dog and another dog. Actually, it's too much. Every show and every movie now is like <laughs> has some some crazy like psychedelic third fifth know, dimension right? thing going on. That's how you know Netflix is really crazy. How um, it kind of makes sense, but I didn't really think about it till I read it that they actually are so good at tracking mm-hmm. all the different things that people watch, so that plot lines and storylines and characters now that are shown to them from scripts and stuff they choose them based on all that research they're doing on the market so that yeah so that all these new shows they're pumping out which for anyone who watches netflix knows there's like a new series every fucking day now yeah and they're all actually pretty good like a lot of these are really well done it's because they're somehow they're tapping into some whatever the current culture's culture loves like stranger things and these Mm -hmm. kind of shows i still haven't watched stranger things good yeah Yeah. everybody keeps telling me but i still haven't got the time to watch it but there's too many shows right that's what i mean there's not enough time in a day music like but it's weird how they're curating so well to the audiences now that netflix is if you look at a graph of netflix's revenue Mm -hmm. and subscriptions and stuff like last couple years it's good like it's just through the roof yeah anybody who's smart enough to get into netflix stocks when i wouldn't even say when it first started like even in the past Two three years, you're good. I wish I got into Netflix stocks at that time. <laughs> yeah. Like now, I'm kind of just like, eh. that's the game, right? It's like if you would have got into Apple stocks before you knew what was popping, then you'd be right. It was like me and my buddy we were having this conversation the other day, like get into Google stock because they're about to split again. Because mm. Google always has like they're like a thousand dollars a stock right and now, then but, and, and then they split down and then they split down too, right? So and then they always continuously do that and do yeah. that and do that. So you can end up with like five hundred shares of a company. Right, right, right. right. 
a certain point in time, right? I was just reading this another <coughs> random fact, but I'm not a sports guy, but I was just reading uh, things on Reddit that like the Green Bay Packers is the only sports team that's not even owned by an individual or like a corporation. It's just some sort of uh, public entity that's just traded like a, like it has all these shares. Yes, that is And it's very not true. for profit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Weird. Green, I think Green... Yeah. Green or it's the only Packers football the team. It, they, someone said it may be the only sports team like I, that. There's, I think another team that might be is only in soccer. Mm. I could be wrong. We need, some, we need some more sports aficionados on the show. People listening, jump on if you're like a sports guy. Right, just all sports. I'm not such a sports like guy. I, and I feel like it's interesting to talk about sports. Like, I, like um, I love 30 for 30 docs. The, those so do I. ESPN things. So do I. They're crazy, but for, I just don't keep up with the sports. So I don't know who's yeah, playing I'm, and whatnot. I'm a football basketball guy. And I'm kind oh, of yeah. upset right now because like, I had money on Dallas Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. <sighs> Is that Romo or no? Well, no, it's Dak Prescott. Romo lost the starting spot to a rookie who took the team to be honest. Two rookies took the team. Like, okay. I get he... real nervous when we start talking about sports. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm like. We're okay. going there. We're going there. <laughs> they, they, they're running back Ezekiel Elliott is a new, is a rookie. And their Dak Prescott is their quarterback is also a rookie. And they had a phenomenal season. And okay. First round of playoffs, just Packers just destroyed them. Mm. I was so upset, but then Packers got destroyed yesterday. So maybe somebody. I maybe guess what an, goes around comes around. Maybe Packers need to be owned by a corporation. Maybe they'd be doing better. Huh? As long as they didn't win, that's all. I was happy. I did not want. I did want to see the Packers go to the Super Bowl because I wanted to see an Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady like shootout in the Super when Bowl. When is the Super Bowl? February fifth. So okay. not next week, but the week. So after. who's in it now? Do they know? Um, Atlanta Falcons and New England Patriots. Okay. Yeah, that should be a good match. I have one uh, football jersey. It's Marshall Falk when he played for the Rams. Ooh, that's a good jersey, though. That's actually a real good jersey. I like the colors. I don't know. That's <laughs> as much as I know about it. It's a dark blue one? It's the white with, with the, the blue th- sleeves and the gold. Yeah, no, I don't Mar- mind it. Marshall Falk was a real good running back. Yeah. He doesn't play anymore, no. No. He's retired. Yeah, he's, he's retired. But no, nah, he's... He was a dude. Yeah, football and basketball. That's my that's my thing. They tell me, my sports friends tell me if I want to get into a sport, try football because there's the least amount of games per season. You can kind of follow yes, it easier. But I feel like it's the most difficult rules, like set rules, rules. and stuff. Uh, yeah, like I think I, I get, I can grasp the rules at least. It's just more of a like, I guess it's sitting down and watching a season of a sport. I've never really done that. Like right. I'll watch playoffs of NHL, you know, at a bar, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. certain or like the World Cup games and stuff like that. I like the World Cup soccer. Like, yeah, I, like, I got I the Holland watch, uh, thing bag there. You know? I only watch soccer until World Cup. Like, I mm-hmm. won't watch soccer any other time. Mm-hmm. Like, I ended up, I watched the Toronto FC final game for, well, I can't remember who they were playing. And, like, that's it. But soccer, Some like, shit team. Yes, some other team. But, like, soccer, like, legit. World Cup comes around, and I'm the biggest Brazilian fan, unless Trinidad's in it. Cause Brazil's always heavy, right? In yeah. the soccer. The reason I actually go for Brazil is because the color of the Brazil flags are the same color as the St. Vincent flag, which is my background. Oh, that's your background. Okay. So that's why I go. St. Vincent's never good enough to actually make it. St. Vincent's just Cup. in the Caribbean? Yeah. It's one of they, those. They're not a World Cup soccer quality caliber team. Does St. Vincent have any notable like people who come from there? And you're like, no, that, yeah, that guy right there. Um, if you're it? very high up in soca music. Then yes, okay. Very multi. I mean, international artist, skinny, fabulous. Okay. Um, and that's it. <laughs> Adorno Foil. If anybody knows basketball, he used to play for the Golden State Warriors. He was the center. He was from St. Vincent. Okay. Um, and they got great beaches. Mm. Great destination. It's a right. smaller country though, yeah, there, right? Yeah, smaller country. Cool. Yeah, great destination. But yeah, there's no really like standout icons or anything mm. you can really. Oh, well, I feel like when you get a small country like that, I guess it's kind right. Of, yeah. yeah, so. That's how I ended up going for Brazil because 
me and my mom. Same know. colors, close enough. Yeah, that's what we're like. And I think the middle has a diamond, and there's three diamonds <laughs> in the same Isn't that funny flag. why people root for <laughs> yeah. teams, though? It's like, the, the colors are the same. So I'm gonna... Legit. Like, I yeah. don't even know how it started. I just know that one year, World Cup, and we finally decided Brazil's the team we're going for because it has the same color flags. <laughs> was it a vote? Did yeah. y'all vote on it? Yeah. No, I think we were just like, hmm. <laughs> and it just so happened they're, like, the strongest team when it comes to soccer. Like, one of them. So I was like, true. I didn't jump on the bandwagon. I swear. It just so happened, like, this ironically worked out the way it did. And I go for Brazil every year. Except for, I think it was, like, eight years ago or something like that. I ended up going for Trinidad because I'm part, like, Trinidad. Oh, okay. So they were in the World Cup. And I was like, yes. Oh, finally they got into yes. so you like, okay, I can root for them. I can root real, for them. Okay, so I, I didn't root until they got kicked out in the first round by England. So I was like, okay. Right. Back to Brazil. Let's go. Brazil it is. Yeah, man. Um sports is a crazy thing man it's so it it's it's actually enthralling to me like it's it's real interesting i i uh but yeah i've just always been i think i've been wrapped up more in like music and other certain things maybe mm-hmm. or to different areas of pop culture but but you know the sports, yeah i just haven't really got into this i think there's now. something about sport like if you watch the oj uh simpson not the big documentary that came out recently by espn mm-hmm. but the older 30 for 30 they had which was just more about the Bronco chase. Okay, yes. And then they're showing, like, all the different sports uh, games that were on. Mm-hmm. And Bob Costas and how he was, like, doing the NBA commentary. But then they, like, stopped everything. And they're like... It was a weird era of TV where, the, before the internet, where TV shows and the, the sports games that were on, there was, like, a NBA final and some other, like, a hockey thing mm-hmm. and some other, like, a football thing. And so kind of coinciding with this OJ thing. So yeah. it was just, in, they were trying to show how the TV stations all stopped and just were telling you about this news event where it's just, it's a bit different today. It's not, yeah, that wouldn't really go exactly how that went. And, but, well, I think that, I guess the OJ thing was such a big, it was incident. a big weird thing, big especially because who he was right? and everything. Yeah. But, um, the thinking back to sports events, such as like Olympics and how they relate to history is always interesting. Like mm. if you look at the Berlin Olympics with Hitler and different things where yeah. so, or different Olympics that were, you know, for political reasons, boycotted or whatever, it's like, Sports and competition between nations is, have always kind of like uh, sort of sort of been a, a representation of conflict m- yeah. amongst the nations. It's like sports is our new, uh, as, far, as far as the Olympics, it's kind of a, it's almost a way of war, like yeah. in a peaceful well, way. It's kind of funny. I took peaceful sports conflict. management in school. Like that's what my degree was right. under. And like one class I would distinctly remember is we talked about how sports is a mirror to society mm. and just how a realm of what you see occurring in sports, it's highly affected on what's happened in today's age. And it was actually true. And it was like, the way they put the examples together and everything, I was just like, huh. I would have never looked at it in that kind of way mm-hmm. if I didn't take that class and was just like, okay. Yeah. Well, look at Colin Kaepernick or, or those uh, the guys that he was inspired by. Who are the Olympic guys who did oh, the, the Black did, Power yeah. Fist? So, did you know that in that, um, that podium stance or whatever where they did the Black Power Fist... Yeah. The white guy who's actually on the podium with them yeah. agreed to their stance, but uh, I read it. Me and my boss were actually having this conversation. I want to. I don't want to get the facts completely wrong, but it was something where he didn't put up his hand due to something with his country, but he agreed. But he agreed for the, to let them do it. Yes. It, so he knew he like had foreknowledge of it. It was something like I literally had that conversation with my boss the other day, and I, like he was telling me, I was like, yo. That's crazy. But mm. he doesn't get any recognition for that. 
Right. But the other two guys do. Right, because he didn't actually like put his hand up. Yeah, and right. He should have put his hand up, man. Well, racial controversy. What about Donald Trump? What about him? <laughs> Shit. Well, that's another hour. If you got some more time, well, we can talk on Trump a little bit. I think hey, it would be interesting. It's always right interesting ahead. to talk on, talk on because uh, there's so much to say about it. And every day my mind changes on so many things. You know, I'm just trying to have the most watchful eye I can. Um I see a lot of uh, a friend of mine had a great status. It summed up a lot of what I was thinking, but I see a lot of from one side of the political spectrum. Um, there's campism on both sides. I see a lot of left wing people just going closer, closer to themselves and to the left because yeah. because of how disgusted they are at his behavior. But I don't see a lot of those intellectuals on the left who are disgusted by his behavior. Is is the the you know grabbing by the pussy and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. It, that's fine if all that's disgusting and whatever. It, but there's other policies we can we can talk about him that are no. that are wrong that we should be talking about, like the people he's appointing to these different departments and whatnot. You know. Yeah. Well, like, then you got on the people on the right who are also you know posting those pictures of the of the Starbucks getting smashed, and all, demonizing oh, yeah. the guys on the left. But really, it's just a small subset of the guys on the left. All the the women's march was like. Peaceful, like no. Yeah, that you know, was nasty. one guy got shot in Seattle in the oh, stomach during for the women's march. Not in the women's march. Oh, in there, okay. in, in the other day, in one of the uh, anti-Trump marches. Gotcha. Right? Okay. I just want to say, I'm going to let you go. <laughs> I just want to say. Also, another thing that's like, uh, I just I find myself so in the middle because I see things from the left and the right, and I just agree with half, and I agree with half, and then I d- disagree with half, and I see a lot of this thing of the people in the women's march. If they want people to know, oh, let's put the women's march aside for a second. Mm-hmm. The anti-Trump marches, on, in and of themselves, there's this thing where it's like, I I understand protesting, but I I just don't think that um, the signs are supposed to tell me a non-protester what you're protesting about. Yes, and all of them just say not my president, and I'm thinking. It is the president. It's you, not an you argument. Have to, you, you have to deal with. You it have to deal with it. If you didn't yeah. like the electoral college, then why didn't ten years ago? Why didn't you protest that and fix that? I mean, okay, so you know. Uh, anyway, it's- the facts behind it are. I don't know if any people had. And sorry, that was like proper grammar. Anyway, I don't know if anybody has actually sat down and taken into consideration the actual facts behind. This whole election right. campaign, right. presidential, like everything. I don't know if anybody's actually sat down. I had a massive debate with somebody because, and a lot of people are probably going to hate me with this, but um, first of all, first and foremost, I don't like Donald Trump from like. I never Adam. liked him when I saw him on Ali G back yeah, in the day. He doesn't I have a sense of humor. Think, right? I don't like him at. I think he's never a very him. disgusting person. Yeah. And. The reason, my particular reason as to why, I'm not American, but if I had to put myself in an, um, as an American citizen, the reason why I would not want that man representing me yeah. or representing our country yeah. is the way he carries himself. Yeah. The way, Narcissistic. Like, yeah, you cannot say certain things. Easily agitated. Right? You have to have certain composure. Like, we are going from the most mellow, chill back reserved calm individual smart smart, yeah obama to like it's on a different side of the spectrum totally right so like all the leading up in his campaign all the sly remarks the stupidity that he said yeah like that is why i do not personally like him and would not want him to represent yeah 
as if I was an American citizen. Right, right. Right? You can't be a president and say, hey, um, I'm going to build a wall. And then like three days later, I didn't actually mean that. Right. But, but what? So at that moment in time, you meant to say something like that, but now you didn't actually mean it. Is it because you went back and sat down with your campaign committee and they were like, you probably shouldn't have said that. And now you have to find somewhere to actually repair yeah, it. Yeah, well, I mean, but th- then you got times where he said, like, Obama founded ISIS. And then they're like, you didn't really mean that, right? And he's like, yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, so, so, like, I guess... I guess he's not consistent, but at the same time, he definitely wasn't consistent. Yeah. He was definitely contradictory, and and even if you look at right now, his this guy Sean Spicer, who come his new uh, press secretary, who comes yes. out and goes, "You guys should all be very ashamed of yourself saying about that Martin Luther King head that you moved it and we didn't." And then yeah. they're like, "What? What? You you guys? You're saying that that was the biggest inauguration of record, but you're also saying that there's no way to measure crowds." Yeah, come on. So wait, which one is it? Yeah, right. And then they're like. And then the girl, his uh, what's her face, Kellyanne Conway or whatever, goes on the news and is like, <laughs> "Listen, um, these are alternative facts, okay? What is this, George Orwell, nineteen eighty four? Like, what the fuck is an alternative fact? You guys are fucking ridiculous. Like, this is so stupid. But to say, for on the other hand, to say that the that Obama and Bill Clinton or, or George Bush and Clinton and all that establishment." For those years, you know, to like people were impoverished and in trouble back then, and and it was fucked government back then. But for some reason, we look at the dem we we look at the Democrats mm-hmm. as if they're some because in comparison to Trump right now, yeah, they see and these Republicans that have been surrounding him throughout the campaign and whatnot, and these freaks that he's appointed to these positions, yeah. we do yeah. see them as like a higher higher beings. But really, they've had their issues too, right? Yeah, but that I think that's what people need to wrap around their head around is that. It's not the fear of that Trump's president. It's a fear that you have a majority household now. Yeah. Like it's Republican through the board. Yeah. Through the board. And yeah. that's the first time it happened in X amount of years, right? But like they're already tra- talking about ripping up NAFTA, dropping the, the Why would the, you rip up NAFTA? <laughs> that's see, but I don't know. Because I don't find myself like a trade expert. So no, I don't know. I, but I'm, I'm just don't, saying but it's at the same time. Weird. Like, how are you going to rip gonna, up the largest He should literally trade. rip it up, though. If he does, he should literally rip it in front right. of... That would but, cool. like, you're ripping up the largest, longest trade. They want to leave the United Nations, but they've already... Apparently, they've already... Some, like, politicians have already submitted that bill before. It's Apparently, a bill has been submitted to leave the United Nations. I don't even understand, like, what that's going to accomplish. I don't, I don't get I, it. I don't know. But I, isn't it? It's weird, right? It trips I, us all out. But I think that's why a lot of us react emotionally to it because it's so complex right now and convoluted and like yes. trying to figure out like what is going to happen with him and how did he get in there and da da da. Another thing that I want to point out that a lot of people talk about is the fact that anyone who supported Trump is a racist, right? It's it's one thing to say all racists voted for Trump. That's a fair statement. Could be true. Yeah. Maybe some racists voted for Hillary, but. <laughs> It's not necessarily fair to say that all Trump supporters were, by definition, racist because of whatever he said. No, there could true. there's people who could have been so offended by Hillary's sort of lying or the email thing or the t- being too politically correct and mm-hmm. demonizing people for you're offending me and all this social justice and thing. They that, kind of were like, you know what, fuck that. I'm just going this way. And that comes to the point. Like I was black people voted saying, for Hispanics. Twenty eight percent voted for Trump. <clears throat> this is what makes. Like, <laughs> mind bothers me on the fact of this women's forty-seven percent of the women, white women, voted, voted for, Trump. for Trump. Um, hello, like, and that's what I mean by I don't think under people actually sat and took in the actual facts right. of what I get. What you're saying, yeah. 
to like I'm not defending Trump in any way or any possible no. form, but I actually sat down one day, like when this whole thing was going on, I literally turned off all media because I was like, I'm not listening to any media standpoint. <laughs> I went the other way. I, of, I, I, I couldn't do it because media is going to twist it, do whatever they have to do, and you're not. Oh, and they did. Get, yeah, right. Day. I'm not going to go that way. Yeah, I yeah. actually sat down one day and went on Donald Trump's website mm-hmm. and Hillary Clinton's website mm-hmm. and Checked actually read their platforms mm-hmm. and compared them. Donald Trump actually had a better platform. Right. With policies. Mm-hmm. That actually made sense. Mm-hmm. Certain ones didn't. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say all of the policies made sense because NAFTA was on there. And I still, till this day, don't think that makes any sense. Right. But he had policy. Like, his health policy for not taking away Obamacare, but what he wanted to do to actually make... I can't remember it off the right. top well, of my head right now. Well, he still doesn't know exactly... He's also been flip-flopping it on that, right? He doesn't yeah. know exactly what he's going to replace it with. Da, 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 da. Who at knows? the same time, he still wants to make affordable health care... Or at least that the, was part of his yeah, platform. Yeah, for the right? masses, right? You never know what they really want. At the it's end so of the day, any politician... I, to yeah. me, I always say politics is just the best liar. And right. hey, they said he he wasn't a politician. Well, guess what? He's a politician now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, there you go. Right? right? So, like, he had a better platform than Hillary Clinton. And if there was people that was able to sit there and take away what he would said, the type of person he was... And they actually just focused on the campaign. Yeah, yeah. then yeah, and that's they're going to vote. And for And that's him. what a lot of those non-racist Trump supporters were. They're people yeah. who agreed with his. Hey, what's bad with being friendly with Russia? I mean, I'm uh, I'm not going to say that Putin's a great guy or anything. I, yeah. I I need to still read the literature and get my facts straight on Putin too. But I've heard and read some things that he's he's kind of the new world dictator in that side of the world. He's kind of he you know. He hasn't been a he's a ex KGB guy. Like yeah. he's not you know, he's kind of this this strong man in that part of the world and, mm-hmm. and, and yeah, I know he's had people killed, I mean, indirectly, but I'm pretty sure you can kinda of look at look at the things he's done and say yeah. the guy's not a really nice guy. But does that mean and I don't agree with people that necessarily say Hillary was gonna start World War Three. Like that's yeah. another thing that comes yeah. up. People are like you know, he voted for Like you, know, you can make assumptions off of you know the hard you know, Yogi Berra said, the baseball player, he said it's hard to make predictions, especially about the future. Yeah, and it's it's, <laughs> it's true. We don't we don't know it, right? But like, I don't know. I I just think that it's 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 a it's very odd. There's a lot of phenomena going on right now, but I don't get the demonizing from the right wingers towards the left, and the demonizing from the strong left towards the right. I wish people would just find common ground in let's do, let's let's. When Trump does something that's right, let's mm-hmm. say let's praise him for doing something right. When he does something wrong, let's 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 point we're it out at, and criticize him for doing something wrong. They're at a point in time where he's president. Yeah, face the facts. There's yeah. nothing you can do about it now. You don't, he doesn't get impeached just because you don't like him. Yes. And do right. you think all those women went to the polls who were on the port? Who were, <laughs> no. Who were on the march? Come on, let's be real. Not all of them, right? No. Some of them were like, "Hey, you're going to the I march? Remember, I'll come with you." I, I didn't vote, but I'm what bored. the actual statistic was, but I think it was the polls this year. They were down 23 percent of people who actually voted. It was something around there mm-hmm. from the previous years for the Obama. So you have people that just. Flat out decided. People left the Democrats and voted through the Trump. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. A lot of people who would have who voted. You have Obama people that vote. moved over, voted for Trump. You Bernie Sanders people. could have done it, maybe. Oh yeah, hands. She, Bernie Sanders should have been the she one. She was the bad candidate. But, they ran the bad candidate. But we 
that's a whole nother story. And hey, it would have been great right? to have a woman president follow the first black president, yeah. or you know, arguably the first black president. I know there's some... yeah, there's been. <laughs> well, we've yeah. discussed this in the podcast too. I actually like I disagree with all the like John Hanson thing and different things. Yeah, people. but whatever. Regardless, it would have been great to have a woman president, right? Maybe it'll happen in the next. 20 years? Who knows? It could happen. 2020, Michelle Obama's coming back. Hey, there you go. <laughs> a lot of people said it could have happened even before before this, but but um, my point, I guess, was uh, I was just going to say that just because she's a woman doesn't mean that, she's that she would have been great for yes. the job. Like, when I was younger, I looked at her, like, I as a politician, I thought she was pretty moral and, like, well-rounded mm-hmm. and smart, and, you know, I'd see her on The Daily Show, she'd speak about foreign affairs with, like confidence and like she had experience in this and that but i mean you look at the state of foreign affairs in in uh syria and iraq and libya and all these places and then you start to really you we start to really read the hillary and the libya stuff and 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 the the different uh things they that went wrong with foreign policy over the years yep. that just led to all this carnage and that's what trump was kind of campaigning on mm-hmm. doesn't mean trump's gonna solve it all or doesn't mean he's even a smart person but yeah, no, he was at least pointing out things that she wouldn't even talk about she and people the the regressive leftists that people call them, the also the control left where mm-hmm. these left wing people who don't want free speech they they don't want right wing people to come speak at the universities because they want to shut them down and spit on their their supporters and get you can't you can't you can't. That's free speech. No. It's a liberal yeah. ideal. You have to let people come and tell their ideas, and then you criticize them. Yeah, you do. don't protest and say you can't speak at my uni- university. Yeah, that's no. backwards no. thinking. So that's why they call it the regressive left, right, or the control left to to oppose the alt right thing. Yeah. But I don't even know where I was going with that. There's no. this whole <laughs> quagmire of all no. these things going on. But this whole oh, the thing where Trump in his inauguration said, uh, you know, and we're going to stop Islamic terrorism. I'd even bother watching his inauguration. I, it was 16 minutes long. It wasn't that great. No, it was raining. Yeah. It wasn't exciting. But some people, not a lot, but some people got mad and put uh, Islamic in quotes like, I can't believe people cheered when he said Islamic terrorism. You know who we have to help? Muslims. Because terrorists... Islamic fundamentalist terrorism or jihadism mm-hmm. in these different countries affects Muslims most. Yeah. It's not for us in Canada or in the States. I mean, granted, yeah, some planes flew into the buildings. That was, we do have to protect from stuff like that. Of course, yes. But if we want to stand in solidarity with other minorities and with other religions and different people, the moderates, the normal people, the, 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 the everyday loving people, respectful people, yeah. right? Then we have to address Islamic terrorism. Doesn't, like... It's a big deal. And some people, like, it's it's this head-in-the-sand mentality where the people on the left just say, you can't say that. You can't even yeah. say black. You can't point out a guy and say he's black. No. That's a descriptor. Yeah, no, it's, I agree. It's, you know, a guy's tall, guy's short, guy's black, guy's white, guy's, that guy's Muslim, this guy. I feel that society has become a little too sensitive. Too sensitive. And this is why Way the people veered from the de- Democrats and went to Trump because they're like, fuck this PC bullshit. Like, I'm a realist. I, I, I'm not racist, but... but I can't, you can't all walk around on eggshells mm-hmm. and have people just, you know, your every, your every move, everything you say is, this has been going on for, for years, right? I guess since the nineties or something where it yeah. really took off the whole around there. Yeah. political correctness thing. No, like, like I said, I have my reasons for why I don't like Trump. Like, yeah, me too. The certain things shouldn't be said. And like, if you're going to be that public figure and that person standing on behave that yourself, platform, come yeah, on. Correct. Right. But, like, if it has to come down to it, like, very saying, we're talking about policies, we're talking about actual campaign, everything that he actually, I don't want to say actually was meant for, because there's certain things that 
he said that you know I don't know. If- well, even even the the power to the people idea, right? Yeah. Now it's hard to 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 grant him this because he's sitting up there as a billionaire with all these friends next to him who are billionaires, <laughs> right? And like the Exxon Mobil guy, and all these, we're it's for the people. <laughs> oh, come on, this what is this? This is a sick joke now, you know. <laughs> It's right, true. but it's hard because they were all establishment, right? Hillary was establishment too. They're yep. all establishment guys. So, yeah. well, now I guess we can look for Canada wide, like on our side, Kevin O'Leary. Hey, I'm actually excited. For You're that. excited? Okay, I'm excited for that. Like, I know some people who are too, man. I'm, I, it's funny if you know who I'm a big fan of Kevin O'Leary. Okay, business wise, everything, and if you know the type of person Kevin, he's very analytical. Yeah, he only thinks about dollars, mm-hmm. and he's a no bullshit kind of guy. Mm-hmm. I, he's a respectful no bullshit kind of guy because I guess you can say Donald Trump is a no bullshit kind of guy also, right? But yeah. I feel like he's just going to be straight to the point. This is what yeah. we need to do. This is what we need to get done, yeah. and like that—that's it. Like it's hard because I, you know, you you wonder on one hand, you say, mm, okay, he's a dollars guy. That means he thinks he's, he's he must think, right? Because yeah. to make dollars, you got to got to be smart. Of blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But but is a dollars guy what we want in politics? Because the idea is. Money in politics has become a problem, right? With these yeah. these back end deals and this, I'll give you this if you scratch my back, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we're like, hmm, we're trying to like a guy like Bernie Sanders was at least preaching like, get rid of the income gap. And these guys got the the top one percent of the top one nine percent. They're like, you know, he, I, he made some great points. And so now we got this guy. We're like, okay, on the one hand, Kevin O'Leary, he's gonna shoot straight and he's gonna tell how it is. And he's gonna da 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 get things done. But it makes you stop and think. What do people, what do we as society want in a leader? What do we need in a leader? I don't know. I keep talking about this thing I'm reading about, about a system of presidents, mm-hmm. of seven presidents, and then you have a, a president above him. So the president above him becomes like the guy who goes to the UN and goes to meetings yeah. and signs deals, whatever. But, but the guys underneath have more of a cohesive, conjugal way of making decisions. Yes. And I guess a lot of countries like Singapore and China and like Switzerland have these kind of systems. And it's, I don't know, it's, it seems like a different way of doing it where it's not just about one guy being the representative. And then you all vote for either this guy on the left or this guy on the right. right. And they're yeah. both going to screw you. Like, it's weird, right? The yeah. whole thing's weird. I don't know. It, it, it's going to be interesting to see if that whole thing goes to, well, he already said for sure he's running, right? And he's going for conservative parties. Yeah, so yeah. conservatives already, like, platform their standpoint. Like, it, it's not bad as it is right now, right? Like... There's certain things they could change, but to put Kevin O'Leary aligned with—it's actually kind of mm. weird to see Kevin O'Leary aligned with a conservative. He was more of a liberal, or yeah, I would think he was more of a liberal. Oh, okay, beforehand, yeah. I know a guy who my my, my friend Nick is—he uh, was a staunch NDP supporter. He would yeah. donate money to the party and everything, right? Like he was real into it. He went and like shook Jack uh, Jack uh, Layton's hand and yeah. stuff like before he died, all this thing. And uh, he even got me into the NDP a lot, and I voted NDP last election. Okay. Um. But this guy now is on like a right wing bender, and he's like stoked about Kevin O'Leary. It's funny how a guy that so donates money to the NDP can now can then change. F- right. Their party can fail, and he can go, hmm. You know what? I kind of like what these guys are saying now. Like it's it's just interesting the different dynamics that your your yeah. mind can go through when you're choosing a political party or trying to align yourself with. It's like I don't know if you heard about um, MPP for the Niagara West Glamour division because uh, the the young guy Oosterhof. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. His mom how still that makes happened. his grilled cheese, and I don't he's... know how that happened. No, nah. don't know. His platform was horrible. He's terrible. He's 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 uh, not progressive socially at all. He's well, not good for this. You for definitely this had to know that there was somebody in his ear 
Oh, he's 19. There's yeah, there's no way that yeah. You're just a front man for a group of individuals. He's part of the Dutch conspiracy. I don't even I'm Dutch and I'm saying that. I don't even know if he's Dutch, but I'm saying no, he's na- okay. He's full Dutch. Listen, yes. He's part of the Dutch conspiracy. I said it right now. Rick Dykstra is like my cousin, okay? I, I I'm saying it right now. Oosterhof is the Dutch conspiracy. It's Vortman's cookies, Ramakers, and the Oosterhofs. And I'm on the inside and I'm going to take this demon down from the inside out. I heard his platform and I read it and I went like this. Yeah. What? No. Uh, no, that that's definitely not happening. Oh, hell no, dog. <laughs> not happening at all. I'm, I didn't even know we were electing an MPP until my mom was like, yeah, you have to go vote on yeah. Thursday. I was like, uh, vote for what? I just yeah. voted. What are you talking about? Yeah. There's a new MPP, Tim Hudak. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I probably should go You know, educate myself on who the hell I'm going to vote for. Yeah. I don't know. Jack crap. I'm just going to go in there shooting blind. Like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I read his platform. I was like, and finding out this is the guy who was highly in favor to win. And I'm like. Anti, anti-abortion, all this stuff. Yeah, he's pro-life. Like, pro-life. And, like, going on that topic, like, pro-life. That's another... I get squirrely on that, too. I get, it's a rabbit hole for me. I For me, it's... If you had your issues or some kind of situation yeah. or whatever... Yeah. I don't know, like, throw an example out there. You were raped and you became pregnant from a rape. Right. You know what? You are entitled in every way, every form... If you're just out there partying and banging chicks left and right, and the right. chick calls and you, I'm pregnant. You say, "Just yeah. get an abortion, babe. I'll no, pay for it you're or whatever." You're that thinking. shit. That is your. Or do you want that person to keep that that's kid? Another right? Product. It yeah, trips you like, out because yeah, you're like, "That's hmm. true. It's true." Like, do I actually want? I don't this know that I agree that it's kid. murder, but I, it's some sort of stopping a life. It is stopping it is. a life. It is stopping a life. You can't, you know, come away from that. But like, everybody has their different reasonings and different issues, and I think certain reasons that you can actually say, you know what, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And then there's other ones you're like, you're an idiot, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, we took the class in like grade three. They took took a cucumber and yeah. showed you how to put they a show you how to do put it. a condom on. Just you just want to be an idiot because it doesn't feel as good. Like, yeah, put the damn condom. I'm on. for more education. I'm for more sex ed. I'm for but see these guys that are pro life are not for sex ed. No, a lot of them are these conservative types. They're yep. for not that. So that doesn't make sense to me. More information is power for young people. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Which they're getting less information nowadays. I would ask. Exactly, and it doesn't make sense to be backwards thinking like that. People are you're not you can't stop people from having. And that's the thing. I get the women's march thing with, yeah. with Trump and the abortion thing, right? Okay. He said yeah. some fucked up shit, and also, yeah. It, but I just wish some of these women's march people would be more Educated. focused on. Not even that. Something. I just mean less focused on the grab my pussy thing and more <laughs> focused on. Female genetic mutilation in in certain Islam countries and certain uh, certain other issues that are going with women women's rights in like Saudi Arabia, different countries yes. like this. Yeah. A lot of them turn a blind eye to the Middle East because of what we were talking about earlier. This this head in the sand thinking that we can't criticize other nations or other cultures because it's moral relativism that what's good for them is good for them. No, yeah, no. some of these women need our help. Sex trades and all these kind of things. I wish the signs said more varying things. Yeah, I agree. Right. I agree. I can't seriously. I didn't go, so I can't really say. Everybody's stuck in that little box, right? Like, yeah, they're stuck in that box. Nobody really wants to think outside a box or think like, yeah. you know, they need our help. They need our help. They yeah. need our help. It's kind of kind of what affects you yeah. as yourself alone. It's like, okay, this is what personally affects me. So like, right. I can't relate to that person over there. But in some way, some form, or how you possibly could relate. Right. I can't. Right. I can't criticize um, the march at all. I, I can no. say that yeah. uh, you know I wouldn't have been out there with the sign, and that I wasn't out there with the sign, mm-hmm. but. 
it's great to be to practice your right to protest and you know and everything like that. Um, I guess I just wish I would see a little more diversity in the the criticisms of Trump because there are more that we could be talking about than yeah, just agreed. let's not just get hung up on this vi- on this audio recording from 10 15 years ago with billy bush yeah like yeah it was stupid to say but look at all the like if he if he's such a sexist misogynist and why did 50 percent of women white women vote for him him, right yeah no i agree it like you're saying earlier to wrap this all up i think what's great what you said is that people need to get their facts from both sides more and 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 not just stay in their bubble of what they think about him or her or hillary or whoever but See, get more, get get as much info as you can, and get away from focusing on the on the surface and things that, goes, that disgust that you. That goes like. for anything, though, like anything, yeah, anything that not even want to say passionate about, but anything that you are going to debate or have a knowledgeable conversation about. Learn the facts about it. Yeah, learn the facts first yeah. off, firsthand, yeah. so that you can actually have an educated debate about it instead of just saying, yeah. "Well, off the cuff, like this offends me, so I'm yeah. it's wrong." He like, said, "God about a pussy." So. Like Jordan Peterson from the from the University of Toronto. You know this guy, Jordan Peterson, no. he's a professor, and he just uh, there's a big buzz around him because he's been refusing to use the pronouns, the gender pronouns that oh, okay. people because they're writing it into law now mm-hmm. in Ontario, where like landlords and different things like that. Like you'll have to address the person by what? like there's no limit though because it's fine if you want to be a girl or a guy or you feel this way or that yeah. but once you start compelling people to speak like i'm gonna force you by law that you have to address me as whatever my thing is and by the way it changes on the hour and now i'm a fox and now i'm a pixie because these are real things like people have makeup ones right and you're like wait i believed the first batch but now you guys are getting <laughs> now what is this lgbqt plus and now there's like other ones i'm serious like i'm gonna start getting triggered if people forget the plus like, if you just say LGBT to me, now I'm going to be like, hey, you forgot the Q and the plus. Like, it just gets what about crazy. about QPRTW? Exactly. Like, come on now. Right? So, it's it's one thing to 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 uh, say, if you feel this way, mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm going to respect your way to feel like whatever gender, gender you want. But once these guys start coming out and saying that, like, there's no biological difference between the genders and... And you're like, whoa, 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 wait. We have science books. Like, there's there proof is. on all this stuff. Yeah. You guys are now, you're taking it to the nth degree. Like, and then it's starting to be written into law. And then they have lawyers that are hired by these groups, the, the, the tribunals that would, would um, prosecute you if yes. you did break those. And they're debating him at UFT on a debate about free speech. And they're calling him a bigot and stuff, right? And they're like, don't worry, the laws won't put you in jail. Da, 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 da. It's, he's exaggerating. And look at this guy, by the way. He's, he hates transgenders and he's like oh you guys are not listening to me like i just i'm not going to be forced to say this and i won't right and that's what a lot of people try to do now they they try to force individuals into a situation that they're actually not even trying to get they're taking their message and they're twisting it they're uh, the talib quali called me a racist on twitter i had like a big argument with him really and i know i'm not a racist i don't need talib quali to tell me i'm not like I'm like, bro, I know every word to every one of your songs. He's, I'm like, he's like, it doesn't matter what, what hip-hop fans can be racist. And I'm like, oh, come on. But, hey, who's going to sit there and argue with Talib Kuali for more than six hours? Not me. I, I wouldn't have <laughs> went past, like, 30 minutes. I'd be like, all right, you know uh, what? This is over. It was entertaining. Over. I was bored, uh, so. I was like, okay, cool, whatever. If you Fine. Think. You know what? I'm a racist. Let me yeah. change my profile picture to the yeah, KKK. Yeah, yeah whatever. Just throw it all up there. You know what? I'm going to just agree with you now. Cool. You know what? You're right. You're and right. as soon as you agree with them, it's just like, see, I told you. And then you're like, yeah. There's, there's no pleasing you whatsoever. <laughs> whatsoever. Like, I don't I don't care now. Like, okay. Damn. Cool. Well, man, we just went for like 
solid hour and a half, I think. That's balling. Pretty good, pretty good time. Um, yeah. Where can everybody find you on Instagram, Twitter, and all that? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at DJ Frank Vinatro. Um, I don't really use Twitter that much. Instagram, okay, more Instagram. Yeah, I'm like Instagram-based on my thing. I just released my uh, website, www.thisisfrankvinatro.com. So that's there. Um, there you dropped the, the mix recently yeah, that's on the SoundCloud. That's my mix. I heard I got a lot of people upset with that. Oh, did you? Yeah. Uh-oh. Okay. Well, I kind of, I, I guess we're going for a little bit longer right now. You that sure? you just got that question in. Yeah. Um, uh, I kind of went back to old school DJing. Okay. For a year, I was, I want to say a full year, but I guess I can say bitter, not. I don't know. I don't know really what kind of motion I would say, but um, what was the type of tunes you were in the mix that people got mad at? Or no, well, the the intro set the tone for what the mix was trying to prove. Like, um, it was an interview from DJ Clark Kent on Hot ninety seven, mm. and he mm. literally talked yeah. about DJs, yes, and DJing in a new era. The one where he and, says like, "I'm going to come in you and play those songs the way yeah, they're like, ready you, to be played." Yeah. You can play. These 10 songs, and I'm going to play the I'm same, the 10 same songs. songs and play them how they're supposed yeah. to be played. Yeah. So I had that as an intro. Yes. And then I went in to do my mixtape. Okay. And I had a buddy of mine who's from Toronto. Like, I, I went heavy with the promotion, like, paid for Facebook ads, Instagram ads, everything, because I just wanted it out there. Not, okay. yeah. not to bash anybody i just wanted it out there because yeah, i felt yeah, yeah, like yeah. it was a good body of work like it was a good mix that i sure. did right they took it the wrong way that intro yeah a couple oh couple, shit a couple people did yeah you know whatever I, they're just salty was, well i it's like i told to my buddy i was like listen the djs who are going to be offended by that are the djs that know that i was telling the truth yeah a dj who's not going to be offended by that is a dj who one is respects the culture yeah or two notes, he can be like, "Yo, I can do the same shit." Like, exactly. Like, exactly. Whatever, right? So I was like, I was like, I don't really give a damn. But I'm not gonna lie. My whole like thing was to like call out whack DJs. Hey, but what, what, <laughs> like, if, what if if you're not gonna, then who's gonna do that? That's nah, the thing that, about rapping and about DJing and everything. It's uh, it's respecting the culture is also respecting yeah. the skill out there. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you're just tooting your own horn, but you're also saying, "Hey, like, look." This is my craft, mm-hmm. and this is something flashy and edgy to say. Like, hey, I and it's not even you saying it. Yeah, no, You're, it's just a clip from yeah, someone it was a else. Clip, but I just agree it's with. Not it, you going on the mic <laughs> saying, "Oh, you DJ suck." Wait, <laughs> you listen to this mix. Like, <laughs> it's true, man. And like, I'm a humble dude. I don't go out there and like toot my horn. I'm like, yo, like, right, I right, can do right. this. I can do that. Whatever. But when I know like certain things, if I know I can do something well, yeah. or I, I'm at that certain caliber. And I feel like I'm just re- I'm just really friggin' passionate about DJ, mm-hmm. hands down. So when I when I see that there are certain individuals who are taking it as not necessarily a joke, because like, I don't think they're taking it as a joke, but they don't want to take the time to like somewhat learn or whatever. I'm not saying everybody has to be the most technical. DJ out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're just like, ha ha, whatever, yeah, man. Cool. I just, like, I yeah. get drunk every show and I just play whatever song I want exactly. on the radio. Like, Who cares? I go DJing and I think of DJing. Like, that's my job. At the yeah, end of the day, yeah. it's a job I like to do. Yeah. Like, but it's my job. Yeah. Somebody hired me to come to their club to play music and make a great atmosphere for the individuals yeah. that walk through that door. Yeah. How the hell are you doing that if you're drunk as shit? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't understand that. And yeah. I've, I've been to clubs when I, I, I can hear the DJ on the mic slurring. Turn up in the booth and the can you see what, bro? Like, and then promoters are sitting there like, "Yeah, that's the shit." 
Right, right, that's the right, shit. right. That, that's what I, okay. Oh, no, no, he needs the alcohol to get in the vibe, but like, no. he, doesn't, he doesn't play good songs no. if he doesn't get drunk. All you guys need to get punched in the throat. Like, <laughs> every single one of you. Like, yeah, yeah. So, I, I threw that mix out there. It's a turned up mix. Like, a lot of been telling me, a lot of people are saying they like the mix, but at the same time, it was one of those mixes, like, to tell people, like, yo, I actually do this. Like, yeah. I actually take time to right. work on my craft, do this DJ and shit. Y'all just in the club. I'm going to put that at the beginning of this podcast, my own. Group. I'm going to say, y'all take the same 10 podcasts, put it in a row, and I'll play the same 10 podcasts the way they're supposed to be played. Do it up, bro. Like, do it up. You know what I mean? Like, that. that is exactly why I threw out the mix out there. And I guess some people took it to heart. And Hey, those people can shove it. I don't really care, to tell you the honest truth. I'm, I'm at that, like, I'm at, not that stage, but I'm at that point where I'm just like, I don't care no if they get all. salty that's if, on them if you're salty that's cool and if at the end of the day if you think i'm completely wrong or whatever yeah. yo, you can put another mix back out and say dj frank vinacha was wrong look what i can do and exactly. i will exactly and then you Real, go okay I, okay i will legit respect you yes. i'm not one of those dudes to be like yo how dare you i'm it's not a beef right you're not gonna get i'm not yet. trying to get at you i would respect you i'll be like yo you proved that's me what you're almost meant to yeah you you're meant I mean? to motivate like if kid that. capri came up to me and said bro you can't dj yeah I'm coming back after you. Like, you legit. I might yeah. not be able to do exactly what you can do because your name's Kid Capri and you're on a whole But you're going to take a but shot. I'm going yeah. to come back and show you, like, yo, I understand you have a thing against young DJs because a lot of young DJs don't want to learn. Yeah. But here's a DJ that's actually doing what you want us to do. Right, so, right. you know what I mean? And it's just, it's just being confident in your ability. Like, it's sad to say this, but Toronto's horrible for it. it yeah, it's just oversaturated horrible. market. Yeah, it's the me- well, it's the new Toronto, right? With Drake and everything, everybody I'm sure wants Man. to be in the music biz oh, now. You just gotta if your girlfriend slash boyfriend knows the club promoter and you got 10k followers on Instagram, you are the headlining DJ. Mm. You got some big titties and some injected True. lips. You are the headlining DJ. True, injected lips coming back. Yeah, the injected lips are back, man. You know, shit. DJ Bubble Lips. You already know what it is. <laughs> nice. Sick um, yeah, hey, And those are the people running the club, so I can't really say anything. You know what I mean? Like, I, hey, Yeah, they're making they their might, decisions. They might, they, might buy, they might blackball me in the industry, but who knows? I, I don't give a fuck. Nah, you'll rise above. <laughs> you'll rise above. So, yeah, once again, um, it's, uh, what is it again for everybody? The website, uh, Frank Vinatra. www.thisisfrankvinatra.com and then Instagram, Twitter, Morley Instagram, at DJ Frank Vinatra. And where can they find you uh, at uh, every other weekend on the radio on every WBOK? long weekend? Every so long weekend. Every long weekend oh, okay. on WBOK ninety three point seven. February nineteenth, I'm booked in Hamilton for a long weekend event. I got some bookings coming out in Brantford, bookings in Toronto. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to get my brand back out to the outskirts. I'm coming back to St. Catharines actually. Cool, nice. Yeah, I'll be at a. I think it's called Fluid now, not Cash. Yeah, that's what it's called. Yeah. yeah. When is that going to be a regular thing or no? Or? Not regular. Okay. Not regular. I'll I'd like to come check that out. I'll, again. Oh, I'll definitely let you know for sure. Cool. Definitely come out for a guest spot. You know, turn it up a bit. But ooh, uh, that'd be fun. I haven't yeah. DJed in a little bit, so I don't have a regular gig right now. So if I could do a little intro spot, course, that'd be sick. Of course, man. Yeah, get, you don't want to get rusty out here. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely don't want to get rusty, right? Yeah. But yeah, no. And then, uh, other than that, just working with my artists and producing. Yeah. Cool, yeah, cool. That's it. All right, we'll be stay. We'll be staying tuned. Thanks again for coming on the podcast. Thank you again for having me, my brother. All right, cheers. Yeah. Hey, Decast listeners, this is Trevor Twining from Niagara Podcasters Network. If you want other local Made in Niagara podcasts, then head over to Niagara Podcasters Network. 
Our hosts are sharing stories and podcasts that are made for Niagara and by Niagara. Hope to see you there. You can find us at niagarapodcasters.org.